I'm Keith, and I'm your DM. Boys, introduce yourselves. Josh, playing as Reginald. I am Bryce, playing as Jericho Moldrinker. I am Zenus, playing as Errol Derman. Errol Derman. The boys, the Dungeon Boys, are back in town. We have a podcast, if you're just tuning into this. It's called Dungeon Boys. You can find it where podcasts are sold. Uh, but we're the drawing we're referring to is we're using an app called All App. Somebody's scratching their face with their microphone. Um, we're using an app called All App to draw things. Uh, I will be using it to draw combat for the players. Um, Bryce found it good on him. Uh, very cool app location there. Um, but we won't. Tr- we'll try not to refer to it. C- you know, like Josh has drawn us a big poop on there. I'm not going to hey, refer. Hey, that is definitely not it, it is still not Josh <laughs> uh, drawing. Bryce is drawing the poop. Josh is commenting on the, the poop. I uh, mean, I can draw one if you want to, but I mean, no, you know. No, no, no. Hopefully we'll have some folks tune in, let us know if audio is okay. I do have some music playing underneath us in the background that should loop. It's a 15-minute track of spooky music that will hopefully cut out, you know, some background noise that you may we may be dealing with um but of course this is all for the vod people but we plan to put this on the podcast as well so um know that we are live streaming it know that there may be chat that we deal with uh you know it may harsh the flow of this we'll see how it goes but we're not popular enough to be changing our winning formula uh so we're trying new things but we're playing curse of strahd Tonight, uh, we do have something to draw on for combat. We have an announcement. Last week, we did record the pilot episode of this show, uh, but at the end, we did have some technical difficulties, so the characters made it to a certain point. We're going to back it up and start over again at a close and similar point. You're not going to loot. We're not going to be retconning the whole thing. Um, but does anyone want to offer an explanation of what has gone on so far in our playthrough of Curse of Strahd? Reginald died. I whiffed. I whiffed. whiffed so bad. Let's not start there, though. <laughs> we, we did a few things before you whiffed. Well, we met in an inn, and I forget the man's name, but as we were discussing the day's events... Um, Moldrinker and Derman rescuing Reginald from a giant spider, I believe it was. Uh, a man came in and scanning the scanning the end, he saw that our group of three was the most adventurous looking group, so he came over and gave us letters, said that his master uh, in Barovia was looking for us. Then we, uh, we kind of messed around a bit in the inn a little bit and spent the night there and then headed off in that way, headed off east. We had some inferred things that happened before we even started, though, <clears throat> that we were kind of referencing throughout the whole time leading up to where we start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I you can you can fill in whatever you want. I just I didn't know how how deep we were going into it. All right, uh, you continue with your thing, and we can add that at the end. Um, on the way there, we uh, encountered some spooky, spooky fog and forest, and then met some wolves. One was black, the others were regular wolves. The The black wolf seemed to be the leader. It had some sort of special stuff going on where it could heal. 
as opposed to the others. One of them did reach up and give Josh's neck a little nibble, a Reginald neck a little nibble. Little um, nibble. Yeah, just just a little nibble. You know, took took him down like twelve hit points. You know, no big deal. No, no big yeah, deal. It was for, it was quite a nibble. It was a chunk. Also, known he as got twelve hit points. His hit points. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a crit on like the first attack of the game. That was that was out mm. there. Yeah, the the wolf did crit. Mm. Well, that sucks. For, that sucks for Reginald. But he's alive. Oh, hey, yeah, keep going, Dennis. I actually have to go get my dice and so we can play this game. Okay. Uh, Reginald was saved, I believe, by um, Jericho. Sorry, names are hard. Um, managed to get him back up on his feet a little bit, and then journeying through. I forget exactly what happened next, I, or the order at least. So one of you other boys can fill us. We did. We found a corpse. We found oh, a we... dead body. The wolves, the wolves ran off. We were not. We would not have been able to defeat them. One of us no, was down, definitely. and I was mortally wounded, and the other was up a tree. Yeah, and only yeah. one of you knew that one of them seemed special. Yeah, Jericho had. Uh, I think I got a nat twenty on that um, perception check, and I noticed that the one wolf seemed to be a little different than the rest of them. That black wolf that Zenas mentioned earlier, it. Uh, Keith said it looked almost like it had a really shiny coat. It looked like a well-taken-care-of wolf. It looked like yeah. it actually was a pet rather than just a wild animal. Well-taken-care-of. So well-taken-care-of. And it took care of us pretty well as well. Yeah, the wolves... So well. The wolves, well, uh... They... I mean, I feel like with some teamwork, maybe you could have handled them. Who knows? But then... Well, yeah, but... You know, Reginald, he's uh, he's he's kind of out to prove himself. He kind of thinks of himself as being larger than he actually is. So he uh, rushed in, and uh, there consequences. There were some consequences. Um, and so, yeah, following that is when you all found the body in the bushes, right? Yes, indeed. The old bush body. So you learned there was important information that, that went along with that body, right? Yeah, the letter we got from that body seemed to um, describe a different sort of tone than the other one. The first one was about uh, the master's beloved languishing from a wound, but in this one it said something about the master's daughter um, and like the land itself being plagued. Of the, uh, of the same name, imp important details that the original letter said, Irina Koyana, the master's beloved, was was injured and languishing the letter you found in the bushes said the said that uh the the master's daughter irina koyana same did it say the master's daughter, daughter or did it say the burgomaster's daughter, daughter. okay it said adopted daughter wasn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so it might have it might have been a, it might have been written let me let me go back and remember so we did it did also um examined them side by side and it seemed like they were written by two different people <clears throat> if yes. I remember right didn't the letter basically point out hey don't come here this is not a good thing to do the, sec yeah, the yeah. first one uh, said that we'd get everything like if we went there and helped we would get pretty much everything this guy had to offer but if we but the second one said hey why don't you just not 
ever come here again. Yeah, the... Wait until yeah, we're all dead. dead. Exactly. The sign-off of the second letter said, There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Well, there you go. Interesting. That's practically invitation right there. Yeah, right. So yeah, also in general, this world is extremely spooky. There's been a fog lingering over the whole land. Um, it is early morning. They're passing through. Well, not anymore. They've been traveling for several hours. Um, it's probably midday at this point. Uh, but everywhere they've traveled through a spooky forest. That's why you see the spooky forest here on the screen. Um, also, if anybody does tune into the stream or whatever, let us know if we're if you hear everybody okay. If the background music is lo too loud, not loud enough, yada yada. Um, but yes, they traveled down the, uh, Svalich Road, the old Svalich Road, right, is what it was called, maybe? I do not remember. They were going through the Svalich Woods, because, yes, you're on old Svalich Road, uh, the person who told you to come this way, uh, said you should never travel the, the Svalich Woods at night, um, but it leads through this foggy, spooky land. Uh, that they are traveling down very gothic so far uh, and they pass through I'll go ahead and let you see some gates that they pass through they pass through these gates on the way into Barovia the uh, you guys if you're in discord you can scroll up and remember those or just pull it from your memory <laughs> if you have access to that memory put it put it back when you're done though yeah do put that back um, they uh, pass through these gates into Barovia. The gates, statues. Yes, and the gates magically opened in front of them and closed behind them. Ah, hey, Zinx is in chat. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Um, now can our adoring fans not see the drawing board through your screen? No, I have not figured that out yet. Well, I could do the screen, but then I'd have to be changing. I'm going to, hopefully, next time we do it, uh, have it in our little box thing in, as part of our overlay okay. to be able to switch to it. Cool. To be able to switch to it. Goodness. If I take one ear off, my face is all flushed and red. So we passed through those gates, um, and they were headed toward a village. Yeah. Describe. Has anyone want to describe the village so far? From so oh. we're at a distance. We're so that we shouldn't go any farther than that. We did go into the village last week. That's something we're leaving behind uh, to redo, uh, possibly differently. Who knows? Uh, but we are now standing at a distance. You're about 200 yards away from the from this village, um, and I suppose I should describe it. I'm not going to ask you all to describe it since that's where we're starting. Um, here we go. Let me read this. Tall shapes loom out of the dense fog that surrounds everything. The muddy ground underfoot as you guys approach the village. Um, we'll say you're closing this 200 yards as you take in this description. As always, feel free to talk amongst yourselves. If your character is interested in anything and everything, let me know. Deal with it or just ask each other questions. Do whatever you want to do. Um... The muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. The tall shapes become recognizable as village dwellings. The windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No sound cuts the silence except for mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets from a distance. As you approach 
this village. I would like to perception check on the village and see if I notice anything that looks like people milling about and the like. Okay. I would like to do the same. Go ahead and roll that. And while you roll it, I'm going to offer you another visual aid in the Discord. I think I'm also going to do the old perception check, but um, I think for me, I, I just want to double check and see, like, does it look like, you know, people have been, like, coming and going here? Like, does it look like people have left recently, like, fled? Sure. So for you, I think that would be more a nature check than a perception check, if you're looking for tracks okay. and stuff. I could do that. So I would say, go go ahead and go for that. Tell that me. big old seven. All right. So you don't notice any, any particular... Uh, tracks the only thing you notice is that any tracks going into and out of this town are very sparse there's not a lot going through but you do notice um that there aren't many but there are a few ruts where wagons have passed through this village uh, not very recently but you can see where uh, wagons sometimes do pass through here Jericho what was your role I got that old natural light 20 dang natural 20 which we is exactly what I got last time. Well, very impressive. So, let He's me consult. Cursed. Let me consult my map and make sure I give you all the information that you deserve for that natural twenty. So, you guys are coming in from the east, heading west. You're looking down what looks to be the main thoroughfare of this town, um, or at least one of the main thoroughfares. Uh, a horizontal one. There's seems to be down the street ahead of you. Uh, another a uh, kind of an open square you can you can see through the fog as it blows through um, three interesting things about the buildings let me crunch on this candy so I can stop flop, flopping it around in my mouth did you guys hear that yep yeah, that's cool. that <laughs> um, some interesting things about places. the town you can tell directly ahead of you and a little bit to the left is where you hear that sobbing coming from it's not a whole town's worth of sobbing it is. It seems to be limited to a, a very specific area, and it's. Uh, let's see. About okay. three hundred yards down the street, uh, in front of you, and a little to the left. You had a question. Yes. Uh, with my natural twenty, can I? What, what can I tell about the sobbing? Uh, it, it is. Sound like a male, female, child. It sounds adult. interesting. Question. It's it is a female sobbing. Um, I'm not going to let you pinpoint the age of the person sobbing with the natural twenty, <laughs> but you can definitely tell it is a woman, a a moanful, uh, adult woman. All right. Uh, who is sobbing in the distance? Another another important detail. Uh, or more important details that all the houses that you are walking past and looking at um, if not all most houses are completely dark many houses have uh, scratch marks and claw marks on the walls as well as the evidences of fire having uh, you know brushed up against or been set upon these buildings at some point many windows are broken many doors hang you know shoddily on their hinges it's it doesn't look like a lot of people call this place their home and the ones that do can't be very uh well to do and in several of the houses you can hear the sounds of movement 
nothing particularly uh, sinister one way or the other or joyful. Just you can hear that many of these houses do have occupants, uh, whatever they may be, but uh, despite looking the way they do. I would like to... Yeah, Zenas, what was your role? I guess I'll tell you what of that you got. I got a 22. <laughs> unnaturally? Unna- yeah, unnaturally, definitely. <laughs> unnatural 22. <laughs> but we will, uh, we will call that you You notice the very same things. Cool. Well, I don't... <clears throat> oh. Well, I don't know about you, you boys, but I'd like to see what that, uh, that crying's about. Oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Looking around, you you feel like uh, you kind of missed your party, I suppose. What? Yeah, it looks like it looks like somebody got here before us. Everything looks so run down and destroyed. Yes, rather spooky, I would say. Yeah, Let's where's go find out what's going on. What's that, Reginald? Yeah, where where's everyone at? I don't know. We haven't been here before. I hope that nothing terrible has happened to them, but I really can't answer that question, Reginald. Just to ask, like, you know, out of character real quick, is is there, like, a big pause or something going on? A big pause? Yeah, like, uh, I'll I'll say something and then there's, like, a good ten seconds before somebody says something back. (laughs) No, I think that's just people thinking of the response. Ah, okay. I'm just making sure it wasn't, like, a technical thing. I think I think we're also getting used to being remote, and I think all of us don't really want to step on each other's toes speaking, and you know everybody wants to hear what everyone else is saying. Um, but important to note, as I'm I'm the DM and only observing. Ooh, we're being raided by War Never Changes. Watch to watch us play some D and D. All right, thank you for the thank you for the raid. War, we're playing a little Curse of Strahd this evening. Also, anyone who's listening to this in podcast form, this is the kind of thing. These are the kind of things that we will be enjoying uh, if we are streaming live. Um, and we're uh, resub. Thanks for resubbing again, man. You know I appreciate that. Uh, and it's D and D. He says it is D and D time, boys. So, uh, real quickly, as your as your DM characters. A lot of times when we've played together, you always have a lovable companion that is played by me that can kind of fill any conversational gaps. But with you guys being alone right now, if you guys want to say, well, I continue walking forward, let me know and we'll we'll continue from there. But I'll let y'all talk as long as you want to talk. I am walking to that house. Okay. I will follow him. I feel like there is a tiny bit of a delay somewhere. There might be. I think we'll be okay, though. Uh, yes. Hey, Diamond, wait. Where's you going? I'm heading to that house, like I said. I think it's interesting. I don't really see anything else that could be of use around here. We've come here for a reason. We might as well get to the bottom of it. Yes, I agree, Molly. You see, we can be friends, after all. I'm gonna get a fine reward for hauling you in. No, don't be so mean. <laughs> Just keep walking. Okay, you guys continue heading down the street. Whoa, T-Dubs, thank you for those 500 bits, man. I appreciate it. Um, go ahead, now that we have a few people coming into the stream like this, uh, we are playing D&D. I want to communicate with you guys chatting as much as you can, um, as much as I can, but also we'll try to keep to the game too so I don't keep interrupting with 
you know the pleasures of you guys donating bits and everything appreciate you guys you know i love you welcome to the stream um so you guys continue walking down the street uh one important thing that i didn't mention when i was describing it earlier is that there's no one on these streets <laughs> there you don't see any sort of movement no one's moving around outdoors uh, but you guys continue down the street you pass uh your a first intersection uh with a, a kind of dirt another cobblestone lane crossing perpendicular to the street you're on you continue walking uh, you walk past another street that leads off to the right. You continue walking. Um, just picture, uh, picture the this this area you're in. This this picture I have on in the Discord as well as on the stream. Um, picture that kind of in the midday fog light. Not a whole lot of bright sunlight, but it is you know brighter than darkness. Uh, you eventually come to what looks like it would be the main thoroughfare, the main square of this town. Um, uh, you can see several larger buildings around you around this square. Do you you guys beelining it to the sobbing? Do you do you take any of this in, uh, or do you guys want me to tell you what you see as you pass through this intersection? How how focused are you? Uh, Dermon's kind of looking around, glancing passively, I guess, at, at everything. Okay, I will. Exp yeah, I, I was like just to... trying to kind of go ahead. Go ahead. I'd like to know what. We over. Sure. So when you pass through this main this main square, you can see a building to your right, a fairly large building. When you look at it, you see the following: a single shaft of light thrusts illumination into the main square. Its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs pre precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the Blood of the Vine Tavern. And then across the street from that, so that's to your right as you enter the square. Um, to your left is another building, a uh, building of similar size, slightly smaller, uh, that is, would be described as follows. Uh, the sparse light from this building spills out from behind drawn heavy curtains. A sign over the door, creaking on its hinges, reads, Bill Drath's Mercantile. <clears throat> so, in order to find the source of the sobbing, you will sobbing you will have to turn left at this square and go past Bildrath's Mercantile to a house that is just beyond it, where you can tell the sobbing is definitely coming from. I think Reginald was about to say something before me or Josh say something on his behalf. Okay. No, I was actually going to say I wanted to try to take another swing at the perception check, see if I noticed anything weird, but you just kind of described like the square, so that's yeah. okay. Are you, do you have any interest in anything specific that, that I have not mentioned? If you want, you're welcome to roll if you want. Um, I'm okay. Um, this is kind of where we left off, I think, on last week. So before the microphone started getting kind of scratchy. And stuff. Correct, correct. Um, right, right. So, now this um, is a fairly big place, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big town. Yeah. You walk 400 yards to get to this from the edge of the town to get to the city square. We didn't pass life between here and there, like not a whole lot. Like it's very, very sparse. Yeah, right? no, nothing that you could see. No one, no one came out of. No one came to a window. Uh, no, you mean many of these houses look almost like they're completely vacant. Uh, the ones that seem like the door is actually shut, and you know there might be people in there. No, there's no one stirring to come see you. Uh, there is nothing but you know a few low, low burning street lamps uh, as you pass through this foggy this foggy uh town street but no you don't see any signs of when i say signs of life i mean you don't see any living thing moving around you yeah 
So with with my seven, like I still haven't noticed the sobbing. I'm just kind of like on autopilot, following these guys, taking in, you know, the whole scene of things. I mean, to Reginald, this is just. It seems like he he came here looking for adventure, and it seems like you know, adventure has already kind of passed this place. Sure. Okay. Okay, so you guys are continuing to the sobbing, or what? What we got? Yes. It seems like okay. a strange place, doesn't it? Somebody definitely sounds happy to be here. <laughs> Jericho and Reginald, or Jericho and Derman, uh, with Reginald in tow, pass in front of Bildrath's Mercantile, um, and they head to a house that is on the same side of the street. So whenever you make a left at the town square. Uh, on the right side of the street are a bunch of houses in a row. On the left side is Bildrath's Mercantile, which opens onto the street you just turned onto. Just beyond that is a house that opens onto the street you just turned onto. And from this house, you can hear the sobbing much louder. And the sobbing at this point is something that no matter what you would roll in a perception check, you could hear the sobbing from outside this home. So Reginald, you of course hear that now. I don't know. I've had some pretty low rolls. <laughs> no, you could definitely hear it. Hey, who's yeah. that crawling in there? That's what we intend to find out, Reginald. Well, I'm going. I'm going to check it out. I'm going. I'm, there's somebody in there needs help. Yes, I imagine so. I'll be right behind you. I'm yes, beelining that way. A moaning sob floats through the still gray streets, coloring your thoughts with sadness. The sounds flow from this dark two-story townhouse. Uh, so the house is two stories. Um, this one thing that you notice about the door is it is boarded up and barricaded. Uh, whenever we'll say Reginald, you're uh, trying to open the door. Well, I've I've come up to the place. I kind of want to like call out a little bit. All right, anybody in there? Need some help? Okay, so you can tell no. that um you can tell that the the door has been barred. Um. You can tell that on the outside a little bit there's some barring as well as when you kind of peer through a window you can see some things pressed against that door. Um, whenever you call that out, no, there is no response. The sobbing just continues. Can I do an insight check to see, like, boarded up to keep something in or to keep something out? It looks more like it's been boarded from the inside than the outside. Okay. I want to... Hang on. Ooh. <laughs> well, while you boys sit here and deal with this front door, I'm going to see if I can find a way in from the up top. And I would like to try and climb my way up to the second floor. Okay. Uh, so there is a little porch on this front door. So you could climb onto the top of the porch. Uh, and there is a window on the second story uh, that you could climb to, but it will require an athletics check. Uh. Even with a climbing speed? Excuse me. Um, I would say, f for funsies, I know you're good at climbing. I would like a rule just to see if anything horrible happens. Okay. Barring, see if death occurs. Barring a horrible <laughs> roll, you'll be fine, but you are a cat man. Yeah. That's a, that's a five. Uh, you, you expertly climb up the thing. Um, on a one, we would have penalized you, but you are a cat man, so you climb up to this, uh, on top of this uh, porch and to see a window uh, that looks inside this home. Ooh. I'm gonna... <clears throat> I, I kind of go back to the edge a little bit and, like, cut my hands and say, 
boys, there's a window up here. I'm going to see if I can find... Uh, oh. Well, you get the picture, I think. And I turn around and I, I look back at the window. Okay. Hey, yo. About we'll see if we can he, find uh, our own way in. Is he... Is he... Uh, is he trying to get himself in or is he trying to... Uh, he trying to rob this place. You can never tell with a thief like him. We should probably get in there to make sure he doesn't do anything destructive. Right, right. Sounds like a good plan to me. I walk right up to the door and I knock on the door. Okay, as you had that conversation, I do want to give Dermon the chance to peer into that window while you're having that conversation, so let's let Dermon look into that window. Um, roll a little perception over there. Oh man, that's a big old 14. Nice. Uh, I was it, really hoping when I said keep him from doing something destructive, uh, his first reaction would be to like kick in the door. Right <laughs> <in front of laughs> he, he did like the half of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you go to the window. It's a round window um, that you might expect to see in this, this, this uh, you know, the, the pitched roof that you're looking in on right now. Um, you look into a bedroom with a with a pitch ceiling. Uh, you can see on the far end of this room is a a uh, four post bed, a canopy bed. Uh, you're peering through a window that has two dark curtains, kind of framing it. The window is extremely foggy. It has not been cleaned in what seems like hundreds of years. Um, but as you look in, you can see the small frame of a woman in, in tattered clothes sitting in the middle of the floor clutching a small object uh, and she is just sobbing she doesn't notice you she doesn't see you she's actually facing away from away from you uh, and she's clutching this object and she's rocking kind of back and forth on the floor uh, and sobbing <laughs> that's not spooky that's just funny but you get the picture Okay, if anybody's ever seen Army of Darkness, this is that iconic moment. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a trap. Get the axe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what all it is. You guys, you know, play play as you play. Play as you will. Um, as, as well, I'd just like to thank everybody who is watching. Appreciate it. Um, let us know uh, as far as audio if there's any issues. We definitely want to know that. And, you know, of course, always chat amongst yourselves, or if you need me to see something, let me know. Um, back downstairs to the uh, orc and the... Bryce, what are you called again? A switcher? Uh, shifter, 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 shifter. That was it. Yeah. Um, a crocodilian-type shifter. Yes. It, uh, real quick, let's clear up for everyone who may be just tuning in. Um... Jericho Moldrinker is a bounty hunter crocodilian shifter who whose quarry in a way is Derman the uh, catman tabaxi rogue tabaxi rogue thief same thing um, so some backstory is that there's a bounty hunter and the thief they are now embroiled together even though they were adversarial and once helped each other, each other out of a pinch I believe and then Reginald is an orc that they found on the road and they are now all embroiled in this story. Uh, that's, the, I think, the most succinct way of saying it as we continue forward. Boys. That's pretty much it right there. Um, right, I'm, I'm pounding on the door. Good. Also, I'm glad to hear that, Weasel. Uh, pounding on the door. So you just, boom, boom, boom. Um, you're pounding on the door trying to get someone to come to the door or pounding on the door because you want to break it down? 
pounding on the door because I want to get somebody to come to the door, or at least get some kind of reaction so I know if I need to break it down. Okay. Somebody in there needs help. Um, you, there is no response. I mistakenly uh, knocked on my desk, and now the dogs are concerned. <laughs> does the lady that I see react at all to the knocking? She does not react in the slightest. I know I said I wanted to avoid something destructive, but it may be time for such a thing. Reginald? Uh, I, I, I think I've got just the thing. You know, I, I, I want to use my, my mates. Can I see if I can break down the door? I want to. Oh, yeah, muted myself. Do, excuse me. Do I hear them? Like, what they're saying? Yeah, they're not. They're not being too terribly loud. So you, I'm too terribly quiet. So you can hear what they're saying down there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna like run over to the edge real quick and say, "Wait, don't do that." Okay. I mean, yeah, but I rolled a twenty-three. <laughs> Meta, no. <laughs> Do what he's gonna do. There's a lady in there on the second floor. I can see her just barely. She didn't what react to nothing right? at all. What? Is she, is she looks like she's alright. Well, she's crying and rocking back and forth. She's got something in her hands, but I can't really see what it is. Go find out what her problem is and find a way for us to get in there with you. Alright, but... To be clear, you're giving me permission to practice my trade. You're gonna do it either way. Oh, you're right. You know me too well. If you can't find your way in, I got the key right here. Yes. I, I will give you a signal if I can't find a way in, I promise. What's the signal? I'll tell you to... I'll tell you to use your key. That's a good signal. I like that signal. Yes, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm going to go away now. I'm going to see if I can do what I do. And then I, uh, I walk back over to the window and see if I can get it open. Okay. Wow. Um, so in what way do you try to get it open? Well, first I want to see if I can, like, like if it opens at all without it being broken. So, so you're gonna give it a jiggle? I'll, 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 give, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a little jiggle. Okay, so you give it a little jiggle, and it does seem to be locked from the inside, this window. Uh, how so? Uh, whenever you pull the window forward, so it's a round window with a hinge on the top. When you try to pull up the window, a little gap forms under between you know the bottom of the window and the wall that it's resting against, and you can see a latch on the inside. Uh, pretty beefy looking little uh, metal latch on the inside that you feel like maybe just maybe you could get in there and fiddle with it you are a thief after all um, yeah I was about to say I've got thieves tools yeah <laughs> I got thieves tools it's a brick <laughs> with a note <laughs> to, to yeah to um so yeah that's that's what I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna try to try to try to that roll what's good what is a is a dexterity lock picking I think it's sleight of hand. Let's roll a sleight of hand. Let's find out. That is the good old un, uh, not natural twenty. Uh, yes, you. So uh, you 
What are you read? Give me, give me the visuals. How are you pulling this off? Yeah, you real, do succeed. I just, I want to say, like, Dermon is, you know, you know how cats do the thing when they're like they're hunting, where they're really focused. Sure. And he, he, so his eyes are like just wide. He's like being very cautious, like pulling the thing, because he's like just keeping his eyes on this woman, and like as he, as he clicks it, like the the ear that's visible kind of twitches. Okay. And like he just, he just like pulling it and he's pulling the window forward as much as he can and he's like just kind of fiddling with its with his tools and trying to get it open and as soon as it clicks like he just kind of freezes for a second to watch the lady to see if she reacts at all yes and with a roll of an of a unnatural 20 you barely make a sound doing it even That's someone who was who was not sobbing to themselves might not have noticed you do this Ooh. I, I'm gonna open it and then walk back to the edge and kind of whisper down, "Guys, I got it open. I got a window open." Oh well, so we'll use the key. We'll be right up. Can, can, you, can you see? Can you see what our problem is? I will. I will try to ask why you guys are getting up here. I promise. All right. Come on, Reginald. I've got an idea. I want to lace my fingers together in a step on my hand sort of gesture and okay. try and boost Reginald up. Sounds like a plan. Roll. Let me. Let's do a uh, Reginald first of all. Do you are do you going to attempt to do this? Very much so. Like I, I have like the look in my eye. Like this is the best plan ever, and I was made for this. Okay. Roll a strength check, uh, Bryce, and then. Reginald, if you intend to help, try to help yourself up when you get up there, roll roll it with advantage because you're getting help. Would I also make this an athletics thing? Um, yeah, I guess this would be athletics. Yes, athletics is strength, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. athletics check. All right. That's a big old twenty-one. That's a big old nine. All right, so well, so Bryce, you would just roll with advantage because you're the one performing oh. most of the action here. So then that's a nineteen. There you go. You successfully lift Reginald uh, high enough to where he can get his chest onto the um, the awning that you guys are climbing up to and clamber his way up there. So is All it right, a great balloon or is it more of a clambering? Uh, we'll call it a clambering. You're heavy boy, you know, like right? When a seal pops up out of the water at SeaWorld and kind of flops onto the concrete. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. A little okay. bit more graceful. Than it's that. like twenty-five percent of that. All right, so I, I want to maneuver back around. Like, Boldrinker, get get with the hand. I, I want to reach down for you. All right. I reach up. Repeat the same process, but now with Josh rolling. Hey. Oh wait, so I don't roll? No. Okay. We'll make it keep it interesting. Wait. But I wouldn't get advantage on this one because he's not helping me lift him. Ooh, that's I, true. I'm helping, like, yeah, he grab on stuff. Helping. And... He's helping. That is a 15. You're, you, you're able to pull him up quite handily. Hey. Fly over the Okay, so you're all on the awning now. As um, I assume Dermon is heading first into the window. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like while they were doing that, that's what I was doing, just like getting in the, in the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, he did say that. Are you doing so sneakily, or you, you uh, making noise, yes. or not? Not so much trying to. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, 
All right, so you let's roll a let's roll a stealth check just to see how it goes. That's a twenty-one. You effectively, man. You some for level wonders. You guys really roll high almost all the time, except for that one time where you almost died, Josh. Um, <laughs> we never. Uh, so chat, never never let us forget our misses. That's important to the dungeon boys. Never let us forget right. our misses. Uh, so, Derman slinks into the window. Um, almost undetectably, even to someone who's paying attention, but this person is not paying attention. They are facing away, still sobbing on the floor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around the room while I'm while I'm here before anything crazy happens. Okay. Uh, things that you see. It is a. I'd also like the perception check while he's doing that. Just kind of toss that in with your gotcha. description. What are you looking? You're looking inside or outside right now, Jericho? Uh, I'm just kind of, kind of trying to confirm all the stuff he told us before. I'm still not too trusting of German, so. Okay, gotcha. And if I may, I'd like to see if I can see anything, any any other perspective on this panel, like anything that we missed. Sure. Um. Okay, so everybody, well, Zenus, I'm about to tell you what you see in this room. Uh, Jericho, go ahead and roll that perception check. Uh. For me, you confirm that uh, Derman has truthed you, um, and Josh, you go ahead and roll a perception check, and I'll get to you in a moment. Uh, Derman, what you see in this room is it is a dark, uh, now kind of haggardly furnished uh, bedroom. It does not look well taken care of. It has not been cleaned, uh, and what looks like you know several several days or weeks. Uh, and even it looks as if it ha- if it ha- was cleaned, it do- it's never cleaned very well. It is a grimy kind of place to live. Uh, you crawled through a window that was locked, but you can tell that there's a lot of things broken. The doors, you know, barely hang on their hinges. Uh, the bed is not made. There are no lights on in the home. Uh, you know, thick layer of dust is is hanging on everything. There's a dresser to your right. To your left is a door that leads to presumably a hallway. Uh, and in front of you is this woman on the floor clutching something, <clears throat> clutching some object in front of her that you can't really get a good look at uh, from where you are between, and this is happening between you and this four-post canopy bed, which I guess, is that possible for it to be four-post and canopy? I don't know. It's canopy bed with black canopy. Okay. Four-post? Four-post with the canopy, I guess. There are four posts involved with this bed. <laughs> Why? Because I decree it to be so. Uh, so I'd let's... like to hear more about this bed. I would like to deal with Josh's perception check real quick if we can. Do it. What'd you roll? It's a whole 11. You do not... The fog kind of conceals anything that's not in your immediate area. You can see almost to the Blood of the Vine Tavern, which was on the right side of that square when you walk through and turn left, uh, out to your left. So if you're facing away from the house that you're standing on, to your right is Bilgrath's Mercantile, then the town square, which is now almost completely concealed in fog, except for you can see a little bit of uh, the Blood of the Vine Tavern pushing some light into that square. To your left, you can kind of look towards this the end of the street where the town kind of fizzles out. Uh, no, excuse me, the town does not fizzle out toward the bottom. Um, you can see that this street that you're on, if you went down to the left away from the house, it would it terminates in some looks like 
uh, fairly large location. You can see some bigger buildings down there. Okay. Can I just... It's kind of like the, hey, you just elbow your, your person standing next to you to, uh, to, to mold drink your... Hey, what she thinks down there? I haven't got a clue. I'd like to find out what's in here, then we can worry about what's down there. Though it does look like a much larger area than what we have here. Do we see lights and stuff on in there? Uh, no. Or inside or down the street? Like, down the street. Anywhere, uh, really. So it's not like larger buildings like skyscrapers. You can just see, kind of in the fog, the silhouette of what looks to be um, a larger structure down there at the end of the street. You do not see much light coming from that area. No, no, no more than you see anywhere else. How about the Blood of the Vine and the uh, Mercantile? Uh... We mentioned that there is light coming from the Blood of the Vine Tavern. The curtains are drawn for Bill Drath's Mercantile. Okay. Cool. We can go cool, check cool. it out after we're done here. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. So, you boys going in the window? I want to check out that bed. Uh, <laughs> Forget about I'm the bed. Gonna let, <laughs> I'm going to let Dermon do his thing. I'm just going to kind of watch from the window. Okay. Now. So... Uh, Reginald, are you watching from the window, or are you going in? Can I see if I can sneak my way in? You can, of course, try. I got, uh, it's a 15 plus 3, an 18. Okay, uh, tell me what your Stay passive perception is, Dermon. It be... Oh, shoot, let me check now. Hold on, hold on. 16. Okay, so you, do, you don't hear, uh... Reginald coming in either. Reginald keeps it keeps it sneaky <laughs> as he uh, comes in almost soundlessly. So now Reginald uh, kind of walks up right behind you. The two of you are now staring at this woman who is sobbing in front of you, you know, at this point, five or six uh, feet away. I'm going to kind of like get closer to see if I can see what she's holding before addressing her. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of room to the right and to the left for you to go around and maybe take a look. I will go to the right. Okay, you sidle around to the right, and what you can see clutched in her arms is a small, eh, medium-sized, malformed doll. This doll does not look uh, quite right, in that it looks like it has been uh, broken in some way. It has seen a lot of wear. It looks like it started out as a doll, normal doll, but at this point it is little bit, as I said earlier, haggard. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna, like, I assume by this time I can see, I know what's his face. Reginald is in there. Yes, you, yeah, he's walked okay. up behind you at this point. I'm gonna, like, look at him and kind of just point to the lady and kind of shrug. And I'm also gonna just just for fun, I'm gonna like do thieves can't to him to signify like be careful. But Dermon is, is assuming he doesn't understand what that means. Okay. Any chance you know what thieves no thieves can't, Reginald? No, I barely have common down. Okay, so Reginald, you see Dermon do his thieves can't, but it just looks like he's you know doing hand gestures. Um, so yeah, it's all an intelligence to see if I'm figuring out anything that he's trying to say with like his gestures. Uh, you don't have to roll intelligence to know that he pointed at the woman. There's no amount of intelligence that can let you learn thieves can't in this moment. 
Well, I wasn't worried about that. Just trying to pick up the situation. Like, oh yeah, no, I, that wasn't me being sassy. That was I was trying to be a little more uh, funny about it. But no, yeah. So intelligence roll, I don't think it's going to get you much more than he's what normally you would just be able to tell. He's pointing at this woman, um, and you can tell he's trying to communicate something to you with his hands, sorta. Of, but he also, you can tell he doesn't look like he's really hung up on you understanding it. Definitely not. So what do you guys do with this lady? I'm gonna... Hello? I'm still here. Are you alright, madam? Gertrude! Is all you hear her say. She almost... Uh, she... She... She picks her head up and almost inclines her ear to you, but that's all you hear her say. Who is Gertrude, I say, as I look back and forth between Reginald and, and the window and the lady. She moans again. Do what? I'm just shrugging. I'm like, I don't, okay. I don't. She moans again. Uh, you know, she sobs some more. She clutches the doll. And once again, you hear her say, Gertrude! I... I, can I see um, Moldrinker from the window? Can, can like I can see him peering in? Yeah, you can see him. Um, I no. I look at him and I shrug, and then I like I use my my like right hand to signify like walking over, like just with the two fingers, like and then moving forward. And then I walk over and I like touch her shoulder. Okay. And say, it's going to be okay. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> you you feel her pull away from you, not sinisterly, not particular. She pulls away from you in fear, uh, and she says, "Please don't, don't touch me. They, he's taken my Gertrude. I know it. She's been gone a week." I pull away, gently and and deliberately. Okay. Now that I see right. that things are occurring between them, I'm going to enter the window. Okay, Mull Drinker, or Jericho comes in. Hey, who's this uh, Gertrude? Who? Gert Gertrude is my daughter. She's been missing a week. A week, Mo? Hey, who took her? I know it was the devil, Strahd. I just know it. Who is what's the job? Oh, I, I dare not speak ill of him. I just know he's taken my girl. He's taken Gertrude from me. Where would he have taken her? To his castle, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. He had, they, there's no there's no other reason she would leave. We will. I like looking at Reginald and um. Jericho again, I I kind of nod and say, We will do our best to find her if we can. If if the devil straw has taken my girl, you will not be finding her. You you are not prepared you there's th three of you are no 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 match for the devil straw. Hey, why does you keep calling him the devil? He these picking old little girls and everything. How bad can he be? She turns around uh, and like 
flips her hood down and you can see her like raggedy hair and everything and her eyes go almost bloodshot as she stares at you and bares her teeth and says because he is the devil well that just happened <laughs> I'm going to leave now as, as you begin to go sorry what were you that Bryce if you want us to do If the fog would ever clear, you could see it in, in, in eerily in the moonlight. You can see it better. It's high above this this very town. It it looms over us like a gargoyle watching us. But I know the Devil Strahd has taken my Gertruda, and there's nothing you can do to bring her back to me. We'll be the well. judge. Hey, I, I think we're gonna try at least. What's she look like? She's a little girl. She's got brown hair like me. There are not a lot of little girls in this town. In this world, for that matter. Yeah, where is everybody? Seems real, real lively around here. I've said too much already. I can't, I can't speak to you. You're outsiders. Please be gone if you... I've, I've, I've said too much already. Please, leave me. I'm gonna leave. Yep. And sneaking back out the window. <laughs> as you turn away, as you turn around, um, she, her, uh, psychosis returns a little bit and she begins to sob again. She just begins to rock, uh, rock back and forth holding the doll and sob. And you can hear every now and again she says her daughter's name, Gertruda. I like look back through the windows and I, I just want to tell her real quick if, if she's in there we, we'll find it we'll see if we can find where, where you'll go through um, you can almost see her nodding as you step out the window hey look at that little thing you got that lady's attention quite well it feels pretty good but it'd feel even better if we went and found the little girl yes indeed she wasn't exactly helpful in that regard. I yeah. assume it's down the main thoroughfare. Yes, what then? What concerns me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What concerns me, though, is this straw she keeps speaking of. Well, I me, mean, how tough can he be picking old little girl? I've got a bad feeling about all of this. Go to the inn or to the shop? Let's go to the shop. I need to stock up on bolts for my crossbow. Very well. Lead the way. I'm a jaunt on down <laughs> off this route. Alright. Ski bop over to the shop. You guys successfully hop off. Bryce, let me let me give you some kudos to both everybody, all your voices are spot on. Um but Bryce is being I feel like one of the uh I feel like you, you took a chance with that voice being able to continue doing it, so well done. I have been watching the crap out of this uh, Australian YouTuber. I'm starting to pick up on it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I just gave myself the hiccups. All right, you guys hop off the roof to your right. Oh, the 
you have much hiccups. There's yeah. no worse thing. Yeah. Dude, to the to the right is Bildrath's Mercantile. It is not. Oh, do you guys need to roll to hop off the roof or to ski bop to the Mercantile? No, I think uh, we'll just say you guys go ahead and hop off the roof. You're level yeah. one, not level zero. Yeah, what a loser. Um, and granted, it wasn't the roof. It was you're not you're now on the awning, right? So you're only hopping down ten feet at the most. You'll be okay. Um, I just want to roll the ski box somewhere. Unless any of your characters have weak knees, then we need to talk. Oh, yeah, that's that's in my backstory right there. <laughs> Double knee replacement, motorcycle accident. <laughs> yep. For Reginald. All right, you guys hop down to your right is Bildrath's Mercantile, not for, the door of which is not 40 feet away from you at this point as you walk down the street. Directly in front of you, across the main square, is that same building that you saw, the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Okay, Jericho steps out in front and heads towards Bildrath's Mercantile. I'm just going to post up on the outside of the shop when we get there. Okay, um, so to re-describe that again, uh, the, a, the sparse light from this building spills out from behind drawn heavy curtains. A sign over the door creaking on its hinges reads, Bildrath's Mercantile. Uh, so who all's going in? Me. Uh, I'm going to stay outside in the street. And I want to see if I can, like, scan around, see if I can find any signs of where this uh, castle is. Okay. I'm not actually walking around anywhere. I'm just kind of, like, peering off in the distance to see if I see anything. Okay. Uh, Roll that perception check for me. Hey. Uh, No, sir. That is a six. Okay. The fog is is too great for you to see much farther than you have already. Um, uh, Jericho, do you walk into the door or do you knock or what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to walk in and kind of address them as I come in if I see that they're in the room. Okay, you walk in and you see, um, let's see, make sure I describe this man properly. Um, and can you, what, what's the inventory thing that he has, just so I can go ahead and bring it up while you're describing? Yeah, it is the, it is the adventuring gear table from the player's handbook. Um, so you walk in, you see kind of a short, squattier man, balding. Um, everyone here, the woman that you saw was very pale. This man also very pale. His eyes are sunken back into his skull. Uh, he seems pretty worse for the wear, but he's a squatty guy, balding, uh, with a little bit of hair coming around the backside of his skull. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't look particularly uh, wealthy. He's not clad in extremely nice vestments. His clothes are also kind of worn and tattered and uh, old. Um, not tattered like a uh, he's been roaming the desert, but he don't have any new threads on. Uh, this is his same wardrobe that he likely wears every day. Uh, he is standing behind the counter and he says, Oh, hello. Welcome to Bildrath's Mercantile, creature. It's quite foggy around here all the time. Uh, I came to buy some crossbow bolts. You got any? Crossbow bolts, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I sometimes keep falling to different accents. Excuse me. Crossbow bolt. Uh, crossbow bolt. Let me check the catalog. Let me check my list of things here. Uh, 
would they be under bolt? Would they? This is <laughs> this is just me looking now. Excuse me. I think it's under bolts. I think you just pasted. Uh, oh, I see ball bearings in there. Could you get me a order of those? You would like bag of ball bearings? Yes, please. I sell them for a one thousand ba uh, ball bearings in a bag. That will be ooh, six gold pieces for that. Continuing with the crossbow bolts, maybe I can buy them as a set. In the crossbow bolts, there will be 10 gold pieces for 20. How about all of them together for 12? Absolutely not. On, you are in. Let me explain something to you, creature. Not only are you an outsider to our town of Barovia, you do not belong here. I should not be selling you anything anyway, but I am giving you a deal on these. I will not be going dealing any further with you. It will be six gold pieces for your ball bearings and ten gold pieces for your crossbow bolts, or you may leave my shop and leave my town for that matter. It doesn't seem like you have a lot of business coming in here. You think you could at least drop it down to an even fifteen as a shot sign of good faith? Listen to me, creature. Actually, you know what? Periwinkle, come out here. Uh, and as he mentions that, a very, very strapping, veiny young man <laughs> walks out of the back, <laughs> back of the shop. Like this guy is wearing some leather, some leather armor that's strapped to him. Uh, you can see his muscles rippling under the leather armor. This is a barbarian of barbarians standing before you. Uh, he is just huge. He is intimidating to look at. Uh, and he steps out there and he says, What do you want, Buildreth? This customer does not want to pay our prices, Periwimple. Do you... I do not know if he needs to be taught a lesson. Do you need to be taught a lesson, outsider? No, no. Your sales partner is quite convincing. He 16 gold pieces. Yes, 16 gold pieces. And you know what, actually? Make it 17 for causing me trouble today. You've already said 16. Periwimple cracks his knuckles and leans down toward you. Oh, outsider calling for help. Dermon Street. I don't know if I heard any of that. Um, we'll say, yeah, he calls out to you. He calls out to you. You can hear. You can hear him. Dermon hears him. You hear him. Hey, old Draker, what's taking so long in there? I'm being robbed by this man here. I am not robbing you. I am only taking what I deserve for you causing trouble for me and me and Periwimple. You are outsiders. We are not supposed to deal with outsiders. You do not belong in Birovia. You you would be charged a premium for coming to my shop. And what trouble is there in serving outsiders? It doesn't matter. I don't have to explain myself to you, outsider. That, that is what I'm trying to tell you. It is either 17 gold pieces or... Periwimple will rip off your arms and bathe in your blood. Hey, number one, I like the arms. I want to keep those. But number two, we was, we was asked to be here 
because there was there was a need of it, it, we we was needed here because somebody was in trouble. I can assure you, whatever needs we have, you cannot help with them. Let's see about that. Can I roll an intimidation check? You can. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it. Go badly. <laughs> I gotta get my. <laughs> Hold on, let's see, uh, yeah, so, let's see how this goes. Um. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta add the proficiency. Oh, Lord. Uh, and this, we decided this is wisdom or charisma? Alright, charisma, I think. Yeah, it's Wouldn't that be against your constitution? Uh, no, I don't think so. I get what you're saying. Um... So, Reginald, how? Give me, give me some flavor. How do you intimidate? Oh, it's this, this the whole arms crossed. He already threatened the arms earlier. Okay, um, so yeah. you cross your, uh, you cross your arms in front of him, and uh, Bildrath says, "Oh, the the green man wants to wants to wants to test us, eh, Periwinkle?" Uh, and Periwinkle responds with. Uh, me, Bildreth. I do not believe I can take on green on the green skin man. He might uh, he might beat me in the fight. He has big arms. Bildreth is aghast. What? What do you? What do you mean? Well, you know you can. You know you can't take on me. Or me. Look, Eddie, I've got my I've got my buddies here with me too. Now, hey, why are you trying to shake down my friend here? Well, give him a fair price. We'll be on our way. Well, I suppose it has been a while since anyone has come through. I will knock off two gold pieces. Fifteen, fifteen gold pieces for the lot. Maybe you did. I do. I, I appreciate your business, outsider. I do have a question. What brings you to the land of Barovia? We got a letter. Yes, go. the master's daughter's sick, ill, infected with a bite of some kind, I believe. The master's. I have the letter. Hey. The master's daughter? Who is. Her beloved. Which is it? The beloved or the daughter? Who is it? Who beloved. are we speaking of? Her name is Irene Kolyana. You heard of her? Irina? Of course I have heard of her. That is, that is the Burgomaster's daughter. That is the leader of our town. That is his, that is his daughter. Irina. We are here to help her. I know he sent her. us a letter. Help her. If you assume her, your name Aragorn. Aragorn. Say that name for me again. Oracle, I think it was. That's what the tavern keeper said. What does he... What does he look like? I don't remember. Oh yeah, sorry. So... You be happy I remember his name. <laughs> yeah, I do. So to help you out with that, um... Aragal, he had... Uh, he was arrayed in... Um... 
Think gypsy. Think the way a gypsy uh, you would see on television, like people say, "Oh, I we're was going to say gypsies. flamboyant." I didn't yeah. know if that was kind of a kind of a gypsy type look. He was pretty flamboyant. He had his robes were billowing and flowing, colorful and things. Then we describe it in that manner. Okay. Um, would he you mind doing that for me while I, when I while I look something up? He was a tall, kind of lanky fellow with. Uh, he was dressed kind of funny, sort of flamboyant, if you will, real colorful. Oh. Certainly not like someone from around here. He is, and certainly not a quiet type. Dropped a whole bag of gold right on the counter and bought everyone drinks. It is. Uh, he is a, a Vistani. This must be a Vistani who has asked you to come here. What now? A Vistani. They are a people. They are a roaming, uh, joyous people. They have asked you to come here. Well, I have some bad news for you. And what is it? Do you want to know, or would you rather uh, go go along in your ignorance? I'd kind of like to know whatever bad news it is. I, was, I mean, I enjoy a good ignorance as much as anyone else. I think we kind of need to know what's going on. We got things to do right here. I will say, I will say this. There are many strangers have been drawn to the land of Barovia. And none of them have left it alive. Uh, it depends, I guess how... It depends on what you believe happens after death, I suppose. I see. There's a lot of grey area between dead and alive these days. Oh, there is. I can attest. There is. Well, indeed. I appreciate your recently turned friendly manner. Creature, be not confused. I am not your friend. Oh, I had no misconceptions about that. Reginald, uh, Damon, you have something to say? No, I was just going to say that I think it's time we leave. I agree. Reginald, anything else? No, I think we're good. I don't think we need to buy nothing else from here, that's for sure. Bildreth. And this is Periwimple. Nice to meet you both. Yes, it was a pleasure. I want to I give Periwimple, like, the firm handshake, like, it's nice to meet you, like, genuinely, like, it's nice to meet you. He does not, re he does not reciprocate. You reach out your hand, he does not take his arms from being uncrossed. He, uh, almost kind of steps back from you a little bit. Not necessarily in fear, but in Almost a distancing kind of way. Could I? Could, okay, just as Reginald, could I interpret that as fear and just be totally okay with that? No, that's up to you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that a uh, Reginald on the shoulder and walk out. Okay. I'm also going to leave. Good luck, strangers. Is the last thing you hear as you leave Bill Drath's mercantile. 
Hey, fellas, what do you think he was on about? I don't quite know. I do know if I were a lesser man, I might burn his establishment to the ground. I like. Oh, lesser man. In, in saying that, though, Dermon is like smirking at Mole Drinker. I am looking anywhere but you. <laughs> I am oblivious to the whole thing, thinking that I walked out of there as like the champion of the whole situation. Nicely uh, done. Reginald, I have to thank you for backing me up in there. I only yeah, saved yeah. one gold, but it was better than paying an extra two. That I don't even know what to call him at this point. They sold good. I'm just glad he didn't have the last laugh on it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Everyone here seems to be all doom and gloom. Not a single person has thought we are going to even survive in this town. Yeah. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of hope around here. Yes. Alright, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's, maybe that's all, all thing. Yeah, maybe that's, uh, we're supposed to fix this whole place up. We, we better start with the, uh, what was that little girl was missing, though? Yes. It is possible, though. I would still like to gather some information, so perhaps we go to the inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only other place I've seen here that even looks populated. I agree. Yeah. I don't know about open. It seems kind of quiet to me. Wait, say that again. This seems. Don't know about populated. It seems kind of quiet to me. Okay, populated. I missed that word. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Can I lead the way? Okay, you head over to the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Um, a single shaft of light thrust illumination into the main square, its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the blood of the Vine Tavern. You guys head inside, I assume? Yeah. This I'd build... like to have perception as I'm going in the door. Sure, perception as you... So you're, you're looking for the contents of this building or looking at the outside? Um, just making this town has not been friendly thus far. Just making sure that I'm not gonna fall through the floor. Okay, yeah, jump sure, out sure, at sure. Me and murder me in the face. Sure. But it don't matter because I got a seven. Purposefully, no perception check for Reginald. Ends are always a safe place, and he <laughs> is fully invested in that. Okay. Um, Jericho, yeah, you don't see anything particularly uh, sinister about this this building you're walking in. Uh, you can see through the doorway that it is sparsely populated. There's almost no one in here, uh, except the barkeep and a few pa a few patrons. Uh, the light is coming out of the doorway. The porch seems to be kind of you know just a normal, rickety old porch, but you're not going to like fall through or anything. I will say, on upon investigation of the sign, you can see that the uh, the blood of the vine tavern, the F and of, seems to be painted over. Um, a letter in that was scratched out so it seems to it used to be the blood on the vine tavern now this is the blood of the vine tavern spooky cool facts wonder what they got there you did I'm going to walk over to the barkeep okay um, the barkeep uh, is a pudgy little man and he is tending the bar. As you approach him, as you approach him, he spits in a glass, 
cleans it, uh, puts it down, and spits in another, and continues cleaning it as you approach the bar. He does not speak to you as you arrive. German thinks to himself that that's kind of gross, but he doesn't <laughs> say it. Okay. Yeah, I'm very tempted to just walk in as Reginald be, you know, way to help <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to him, "Hello, good sir. How are you today?" Um, real quick, let me respond. Yes, Weasel. This is Curse of Strahd. Uh, to answer your question, um, you sly dog. You sly weasel. Uh, I'm doing all right. What'll it be? Well, what do you have? We have wine for a, you could have a glass of wine or a pitcher of wine. It's about all. No food or? Oh yes, we have um, pork, pork this evening. Okay, that sounds interesting. Listen, can I ask you a few questions? Wait, what, did he, what did he say they have to eat? Pork. Okay, I was getting a little concerned that it was pork. <laughs> no, pork. <laughs> pork Not this pork evening. Not pork of any model, just pork. <laughs> pork. Right? Generic pork number three. And Bryce, don't you ask me what flavor it is. <laughs> uh, you know no. what flavor it is. Yeah. We all know. So, uh... Fruit by the foot. Do you guys uh, take a look around at anybody else in the bar? Are we still... We're Sorry, I don't mean to take you away from this... An interesting bartender. Sure, I'll roll perception to look around. No, you know, oh, you, no, yeah. I'm just thinking about bacon by the foot and why nobody's ever come up with this before. Okay. Uh, t seeing that you are um, still deciding, I guess, what it is you're going to do with the barkeep, uh, he goes back to cleaning glasses and waits for your uh, directive as you look around. I won't require a roll for you to see who's in the bar, but if you want to see more than who's in the bar, do a roll. Okay. Um, alright. Well, I'm... Okay. <laughs> what? It's a, it's a 15. I mean, why well, I said I asked him if I could ask him a couple of questions. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. Alright. So... I also did not hear that. So you said that, and he says, Uh, like what... What... I told you what we have to eat and drink... You can have a glass of wine, a pitcher of wine, well, yes, have but I'm not, pork I'm to not, eat. I'm not really interested in any of that, to be honest. It's, it's, it's all we have. Do you have information about this place, Barovia? Or perhaps a man named Strahd? Oh, not for you, sorry. We have glasses of wine, a pitcher of wine, and pork to eat. No. This doesn't seem to be going anywhere. No, I don't think it is. And then, and then I look around. Okay. Uh, you turn and look around. Um, there is nothing special, particularly that your perception reveals about this bar. There is a blazing uh, fire in the hearth of this area. There's a, there's a big blazing fire, but it doesn't look like uh, there's a lot of people enjoying it. Off in the corner, you see three people who are adorned in similar clothing to what Aragal was wearing whenever you saw him in the very beginning. Uh, they look to be, if Aragal was a Vistani, 
then it would seem that these people are also Vistani, uh, based on what you learned from Bildrath. Um, as well, you see a single man in the opposite corner, uh, and he looks like this. Do, 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 do. Let me post gotcha. it. I saw Josh's thing. I thought you posted that for a second, Keith. <laughs> no, <laughs> but but he has he definitely has that same energy for sure. Um, and I will show it to you, my darling viewers. He looks like somebody took a Disney character and made him more realistic looking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. You know, if you're looking at that, just don't look at his name yet. Uh, but you see that man as well, sitting alone, drinking a glass of wine to himself. Um, over in a different corner. He was drinking a good glass of wine to himself? Uh, he is keeping to himself, but he does... Uh, he sees you. He sees you from a distance, um, and he invites you to join him. He says... Oh, hello! My friends, come, join me! Do we want to go that way? Well, I suppose I shouldn't call you my friends. He's just talking to you at this point, because I don't know you. You're strangers in this land, but you... You seem interesting. Come, join me for a... Come, join me for a glass of wine. You're the first person would look like they're a living person, in you? Yeah, I'll follow um, Jericho. Um, as you guys walk over, he says, uh, Arik, how about a pitcher of wine for our table? Uh, and Arik, the bartender, uh, grabs a pitcher of wine from underneath, takes, uh, three of the glasses that he just cleaned, uh, and brings them over to your table as you sit down. So it was Argo? Uh, what was Argal? No, this guy, he just looks like him. Um, no, this guy doesn't look like Argal. This guy is not adorned, yeah, excuse me, this guy is not adorned like the Vistani are adorned. Um, okay. also, I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> reveal that, because this is part of the fun of recording things. <laughs> uh, yeah. we are using a program called, or a website called Zencaster to record this as a podcast, but one thing oh, oh. that necessitates you being able to record a podcast is you have to click the record button. My favorite button. Uh, so imagine that. Either way, it is going to be perfectly possible for this to be you know uploaded to our podcast. It's just it won't be quite professionally mixed like this podcast this service likes to do. So for next week, the bugs will get worked out. Everything will be okay. Uh, but just like letting you you Twitch viewers in on 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 that uh, big oopsie that I just did, or that I did about an hour and a half ago. Nice. So sorry about that, everyone. You are experiencing a lesser quality podcast if you're listening to this uh, because of me and my stupid energy. All right. Can we uh, can we replay that last like as we walked over what he said to us because I kind of hopped over on the Zencaster thing to see how that was going. Okay, and gotcha. And quite distracted. Yeah, so um, on the way over, he says, well, I suppose I should not call you my friends because uh, I've never met you before, but you're strangers in this land and you seem interesting, to say the least. I reach out a hand, flash him a big smile, and I say, 
My name is German. A pleasure to meet you. Okay, he grabs it and he says, Ismark is the name. They call me Ismark the Lesser around here. Why do they call you Lesser? Well, because my father is greater than I. That's fair enough, I suppose. Uh, Ismark is, 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 is it? Uh, how, how long you been here in this uh, in this quaint little town? Oh, I've lived in Barovia all my life. You seem quite different from all the rest of the folk living around here. Well, uh, I just do not believe I've let the the fog get to me, per se. I uh, will say that. Where are you uh, from, strangers? Dang it, Keith. <laughs> Do we have a from? Um, you know what, uh, fellas? I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna try something. <laughs> we spend the next five minutes explaining exactly where we came from and our <laughs> journey along the way. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but you can. Uh, you can just tell them that you're not from here, I guess, or you can make up a place you're from. That is, I mean, that is official D&D recommendation. What? But you just say, oh, we do this thing. Oh, you just tell, you say we tell them where they were from? Yeah, yeah but I have to be from the same place as Derman, so I'll just let you take the lead on that. I'll yeah. just <laughs> So we'll, we'll just say this. As you guys look a little bit <laughs> confused a little bit, he says... I only ask because you are obviously not from Barovia, I am right? Certainly not. It was a long walk here from the Very long from. walk. You, it was way over there, too. This Beast man here, and I point to, uh, to Moldrinker, and I, we come from a town called Burton. It's about a three days' journey from here. Well, it's more of a city than a town. <laughs> but uh, our, our mutual line of work seems to pay the bills. We, we run into each other quite a bit. Three days' journey from here? Well, give or take. Yeah, felt like it, but it was more like a couple hours. And you oh, walked... Yeah, yeah. Time, time just flew right by. And you walked through the fog to get here? Yes. Huh. Also, I wasn't saying that it, was, it wasn't a three days' journey to get to the town from the inn. It was a three days journey to get there from Barrington. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, okay, um, um, hmm. Hey, mister, let me ask you something. You've been here a few few moments longer than we have. Have you, you know, you talk about that fog and everything. Have you, uh, have you, uh, noticed it kind of, you know, a little denser in, in, in some spots outside of town? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you... If anyone tries to travel through the fog, they... They die. No well, one has left Barovia in hundreds of years. Well, I mean, we traveled through the fog gate right here. We still alive. Yes. How? What? What? What brought you here to Barovia? 
I'm gonna promise a great reward for helping out a person in need. A, a letter, you say? Did he look like, and he points to the people over there, did he look like those people? Yes. Ah. I am sorry to say, strangers, but your generosity and kindness has led you to an evil place. Yeah, I'm starting to get that feeling. Those you... feel a bit foreboding, though, don't it? But, obviously, you are a trustworthy bunch, if only at the... the the receipt of a letter asking for help you immediately dropped everything and, and came to help you are obviously a trustworthy bunch am I right in saying this oh yeah, absolutely I hundred percent some more than others <laughs> did y'all say the same thing yep all right much. that was pretty good you go, <laughs> I'm gonna give you both an inspiration on that one you can just take it take a point nice. of inspiration for that <laughs> Y'all are playing your character as well. Um, very, I, I have to agree with you. I believe you must be trustworthy. And another question: Can you handle yourselves in a fight? Or are you are you prepared for anything? I would like to think we are. Oh, right. always prepared for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe, maybe it will be you. Maybe you will be the ones that will help us rid this land of the evil that has shrouded itself over us. What do you mean, exactly? Can you give us an explanation? I do not know if I can give you a full explanation. I, I, I tell you, the devil's trod spies, they are everywhere. And he looks around the room. I cannot speak much... Yeah, who's this, uh... Who's this strawed fella you just talked about? Oh, the devil's trod! He is the lord of yeah, this we, land. we've heard of his fellow. He is the lord of this land, you see. He rules over us with an iron fist. Or an iron set of teeth, I should say. Teeth. You see, he is a vampire. Oh, crap. Well, that is certainly yeah. interesting. Yes, this evil land is ruled by an evil man turned vampire. He is caused us trouble, despair, for hundreds of years, and now he is after my sister. He seems to be after a lot of women if all these letters have to be believed. Not like Irina. Your sister is Koliana. Irina Koliana, yes. He is not after any he is not after any other woman like he is after Irina. He has a special taste for her. I pull out um, the letter I got from Argold, uh -huh. and I, I, I give it to him. I say, this is the letter. This is why we're here. Uh, he feels it. He looks on the back, and he notices Strahd's seal. Uh, he says, this is the seal of Strahd. You were lured here by a spy of the devil, Strahd. I am very sorry to be the bearer of this bad news. Well, I hate to tell you this, but none of us is... Uh... None of us is uh, young women, so uh, why was we lured here, what do you say? Uh, 
Have you ever seen a cat catch a bird? Excuse me, cat-looking fellow. This is the, my best example I can think of. Uh, but have you ever yeah, I'm seen? Like looking right over it, <laughs> Have you ever? I'm, I'm kind of like glaring at, him. like, <laughs> just staring at him with an emotionless expression. Have you ever seen a an animal catch its prey and, before finally dealing the the killing blow, play with its food? Well, I'm sorry to tell you again that you are the you are the prey, you are the food, and you have been brought here to be toyed with. Because yeah. the devil Strahd is not satisfied with destroying us piece by piece, he is he has got a taste for outsiders. Many have passed through, many have died, and I don't believe the chances for you are much better. Is that why Mary's crying? Oh. I had not seen Gert I had not seen Gertrude around town for almost a week. I assumed something had happened to her, but uh, I assumed she had just died. She said the devil took her. It is the custom of Strahd sometime to take female consorts, uh, but none like Irina. And I I've probably said too much within earshot of 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 his spies already, whoever they may be, wherever they may be, he has spies everywhere. We should we should speak speak less of Strahd, uh, except for this. Irina Kuliana is my sister, and he has a special taste for her. And because you seem to be capable-looking adventurers, and because I am scared to make any attempts myself, and I must remain here with my town, I confess I did not ask you over here just for stories and a glass of wine. I have a request of you. I want to kind of like nudge the guys. Here, here, here it comes, fellas. Here it comes. He says, What's your quest? This town is no is not safe. I do not know if you're able to see it from outside, but the cast but Strahd's castle, Ravenloft castle, uh, castle Ravenloft, looms above us, hundreds of feet up, a pillar of stone, uh, the the roots of which are just behind our town. He looms overhead, uh, always watching. He can see all. Uh, I wish for you to take Irina <clears throat> to the town of Velaki, west of here. It will be quite a journey, but I, I wish for you to, to travel there uh, and to deliver her to the town. I hear that it is better fortified against Strahd and his armies of darkness. Well, yeah, so we just got to go get her and take her inside the place. Oh, that is the simple way of putting it. Yes, this is what I, I would require of you, please. From a vampire lord and his army of darkness. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, fellas. I think this would just be walking the park. Oh yeah, Reginald. Sounds right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I really think so. Do you yeah. doubt that we can do this, Molly? I doubt yeah. that anyone can do this. How many of these vampires does he have at his disposal, would you say? Uh, we have no count on his his vampire spawn. There are some that roam the lands, but mostly you have you may have trouble with wolves and 
other monsters of his making. Sometimes he brings the dead back to life to do his bidding. Sometimes it is the animals, rats, crows, ravens, wolves that do his bidding. He has weapons Every all time over. Every say wolves, Reginald kind of cringes a little bit. Just, he has spies all over. Even some of the members of our, of our land of Barovia do his bidding as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it'll be all, it, you know what, fellas, it'll be all right. I, I think I learned my lesson the first time, maybe. Yes, I would hope so. But now, Molly, there's no reason to bring up any dark and dangerous things that may have happened to Reginald in the past. I'm, like, rubbing my neck, kind of, a little bit nervous. This whole town is dark and dangerous. Why can't the two of you see that? Well, we this can. some fairy tale. Well, but look, I mean, we was brought here for a reason. We was brought together, and I mean, it's, it's got to be destiny. It's got to be. We were brought here by the guard trying to kill us. That is true. But what do you want to do, Molly? Do you want to travel back through the mist? Through the fog? It's yes. more. What does that fog do to people who travel through it? It kills them. Tell us again. Yes, exactly. It kills them. What do you plan to do, Molly? Do you plan to leave? Do you plan to go off alone? Doesn't seem I died on the way here. But no, I have to keep an eye on you. I'll see this through to the end. You, I'll get my pay at the end, too. You can I believe me if you want to or not. Oh, too many people. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Zenus. What? Go, oh. you go. I should, I should hope that you do. And Josh. <laughs> <laughs> This remote Weird. stuff blows. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're getting there. We're dialing it in, boys. We're dialing it in. Um, crap, what did I say? Oh, hey, speaking of which, what, hey, what, what's, what's really in it for us at the end of this thing? I mean, besides all the glory in this At the end of taking Irina to Valaki? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is the satisfaction that you have helped someone in need, uh, and hopefully staving off a vampire lord from getting a thing that he desires uh, possibly extending your life a little longer as well the farther you get from Castle Ravenloft the more protected you may be oh, it's a win-win well, if we're breaking in there to take some girl out anyway might as well take whatever else is you know what it is, you Wait a second. Irina is not at the castle. What? Wait, what? Molly, did you think that she was there? Didn't he say she was in the castle? I didn't hear that. Everybody gets taken to the castle, apparently. No, Irina. Oh, no, Irina is not in the castle. She is safe at the at the Burgomaster's mansion at our father's at our father's home. Um, she is safe there. Uh. I do not know of Mary's daughter. Uh, she may truly be at the castle. But Irina is safe here for now. If to rescue somebody, was safe already. As safe as she can be, I suppose. So, will you help me? Will you take my sister to Valaki and hopefully extend her life and your own? Yeah, sure. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, I suppose. Thank you. I mean, she's already safe already, though, right? Well, 
safe is not a word we use here in Barovia very much. She is as safe as we can make her at the moment. But it will not last. I know the Devil Strahd has been to visit her at least twice before. Yeah. All right. Maybe he'll show up and we'll uh, we'll have a little tussle while he's there. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm in. I'm in. If there is one thing in this forsaken dark land you do not want is for Strahd to show up and tussle with you. I cannot be more serious about that. Oh, I plan to avoid it at all costs. So uh, where should we head from here? I, I suppose so. But you, if he happens to show up, then we might, you, you know, we might have to do something like that. Uh, he stands up and he takes a big, the final swigs of his wine, um, and he puts his money down on the table to pay his tab, uh, and he says, follow me, we will go to my father's house. Uh, and he walks out of the tavern. I follow him. Okay, is everybody following? I follow that cat man. Alright. Cool, 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 We cool. are going that way, in a general thusward direction. Okay. I hope everyone is I hope everyone is having a good time so far as we uh, make this transition. Um, you guys hit the streets, walk down, back down past Bildrath's Mercantile. You walk back past Mary, Mad Mary's townhouse where she uh, where she remains sobbing. Um, I would say um, <laughs> thanks for the bits, uh, Mark. I really appreciate it, bud. And you are a you're a bit leader. Congratulations! <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, the bits they flow. The flowing bits. Um, so I imagine Ismark would turn and mention something about Mad Mary. He has didn't know that Gertruda was missing. He assumed that something horrible had happened. But uh, in Barovia, you do not typically go snooping into other people's business. Uh, he continues walking, and you approach. <clears throat> the Burgomaster's Mansion. A weary-looking mansion squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside, while the left swings lazily in the wind. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the grounds and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet against the walls, the growth has been tramped down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw markings have stripped the once beautiful finish off the walls. Great black marks tell of fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane nor a shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with planks, each one marked with stains of evil omen. This place looks real cheerful to me. Yes. It was once a place of cheer, I can assure you. Hey, no longer. I, you know, I, I've seen this around town. I was walking at you. What's with all the scratching on the walls and everything? Ah, these are the doings of Strahd, the Devil Strahd's emissaries. Many times they will come to town to prey upon us, or just to toy with us, uh, to scare us, to keep us indoors, or whenever the devil comes to feed. So they just goes around scratching up people's houses. It's not very frightening at all. Well, they of course are trying to get inside to the people within. Strahd's... Do they set the fires as well? Uh, some of his... Some of his, uh... 
followers may do this. Um, not every not everything is burned down, but some of them wield fire, torches, those type of things. Anyway, shall we just? Go? So yeah, he's. You guys walk up to the house. Um, do you guys do anything as you walk uh, through, um, or anything else? I'm good. Okay. The uh, um, you said it was like the the weeds and grass and stuff are kind of like matted down and stuff. Yeah, around the edges of the house. So does does it look like that's just like, you know, people are constantly walking? that way is it like look like it's, it's being patrolled or look like it's being like just trampled by things coming to the side of the house to try to like get in like gotcha so roll a perception if you want to discern that for yourself or you're welcome to ask ismark uh if you would like to inquire uh, 18 <clears throat> yeah so they look like these are trampled down by people coming to attack like uh the, you see wolf prints and paw prints and uh some human footprints that are trampling through there but the footprints, based on that roll, we'll say the footprints, they almost look like shambling footprints. They look like uh, footprints made by someone who is not walking with a healthy gait. Can I point it out to these other fine fellows? Of course you can. Actually, if you'd like hey. to point that out um, while I go get another little bit of water, please. I'll be back. Acquire your hydration fluid. All right. Really? Yes. Take a look. Take a look at these tracks here. Something don't quite add up. I'm not always one to put two and two together, but uh, something uh, something looks like it's just shambling through around here. Looks like a wounded animal or a wounded person. Yes. Yeah, but is this it Mark all did, of them? This Mark did mention the dead. <clears throat> so God to bring them back. Yeah, but I mean, if he's already <laughs> passed, how tough can it be? Undead are rumored to be quite tough, I would assume. Their claws were hard enough to scratch and claw into this wood. Yeah. I feel like Ismark's just standing there like <laughs> a NPC. With yeah, no, he is. He's <laughs> no player direction. He's got the uh, dot dot dots over his head like an iPhone. <laughs> um, what what was said while I was gone? Everything. Uh, we solved the riddle. Okay, that's interesting because you weren't posed one. Because they're already dead. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so is Martin knocks on the door. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Irina, open the door. It's it is Mark. I have brought us. Uh, he turns to you and then turns back to the door. New friends, I suppose. Um, Reginald is like nodding, like emphatically. <laughs> uh, from inside, from inside the door, you hear uh, the unbarring of the door. You can hear her lifting a big bar from behind the door and setting it on the ground and undoing several locks and things and getting this door prepared to open. And then the door opens, and you see the interior of the interior of the mansion is well furnished. Yet the fixtures show signs of great wear. Noticeable oddities are, are the boarded-up windows and the presence of holy symbols in every room. The Burgomaster is in a side drawing room on the floor, lying in a simple wooden coffin surrounded by wilting flowers and a faint odor of decay. 
Um, most importantly, you see Irina Kolyana standing in front of you. Irina is a woman, she has uh, kind of auburny hair. Uh, it is long down to probably her waist. Uh, she has darker skin than, um, what is his name? <laughs> Ismark. <laughs> she has darker skin uh, than Ismark, and she is standing before you um, in her... She kind of has a little bit of what looks like uh, armor on. Um, not like plate armor or anything, but a little bit of metal armor on, and she also is... Uh, strapped with a sword that she is uh, wearing. Um, and she is striking. Quite beautiful, this woman. Uh, if that floats your boat. He says, or excuse me, Ismark says, uh, Thank you, Irina, uh, for letting us in. These are my new friends. Uh, and forgive me, I'd, I suppose I don't know your names yet. German. Oh, so I'm uh, glad you do. Well, it is, a, it is a pleasure to meet you, all three of you. If you are a friend of Ismark's, you are a friend of mine and a friend of Barovia. Well, that is good to know. We hear you're having some troubles with a potential suitor, to put it lightly. Oh, yes. The Devil Strahd, he is set his sights upon me and she reaches up and kind of paws at her neck as if to cover up something I would like to perception check on that and also the number of locks on the door we just entered okay um, also I don't know I may have glossed over in the description but it is, it is easy to see that to your right there is a drawing room and there is a dead man lying in a coffin surrounded by wilting flowers just to let you remind you just okay. in case that was glossed over you said he was in the coffin I did not know if he was dead or if that was what he was sleeping in or what. no yeah there's a dead man in a coffin there is a, 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 a smell a faint odor of decay yeah, in I this room. The, uh, the odor of decay part. <laughs> I thought it was the flowers because you just described the flowers. With that no, stuff. yeah. This is a dead man <laughs> in a coffin. Um, so roll that perception check for me, Bryce. Another 17. Nicely done. Um, so, most importantly, you're looking for the number of locks on the door? Uh, there was many locks that were unlocked, it seems like. Yeah, there's like two or three big deadbolts on the back side of this door, as well as uh, two big iron cradles where a very large plank of wood also sits to bar this door. You said there, there was are holy high symbols. number of locks. Yes. You said there are holy symbols everywhere. Is there anything like on the door, like some kind of... Do I need to make an arcana check to see if there's any type of warding? Um, you can... I suppose. If you don't mind, I'd like to. Sure, do that. yeah, check it out. Point at the body mm -hmm. and then kind of walk into that room. Okay. Got a um, so, five on your arcana check, uh, you cannot detect any sort of magical spells being cast on this door. There seems to be nothing magical about it. Uh, the number of locks on the door is, as I said, there are every room that you can see into from here, you can see a large holy symbol hanging on the wall. 
Hey, Diamond, what, what you got there? Well, I don't quite have anything, but there's a dead man in this room. Irina turns um, to you as she, and she walks into the room as well, and she says, uh, that is that is my father, Colian. Um, Strahd, the devil Strahd, has, has become quite serious about trying to, as you say, uh, be a suitor of mine. And he yes. has sent his he has sent his wolves and other terrible creatures night after night after night for weeks. And my father couldn't stand it anymore. His heart couldn't take it. And he died three days ago. Now we just spells over. Yes, the stress of the attacks was too much. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't he his his constitution, his bodily constitution, could not stand up to it, and he passed on. Roll was not good enough. Yeah, I realized that after <laughs> I said the word constitution. Um, I'm sorry for your loss, man. Thank you, thank you, Jericho. Was it? Yes. Thank you, Jericho. Yeah, miss, you say the night after night, but I mean, with all the uh, all the fog and the foul weather around here is it uh is, is it about to be night time itself it's, it's hard to tell around here is what I'm saying. yes it it will it will soon be night um if you think it's dark out now wait until the night comes but interestingly enough after after father passed on the attack stopped there haven't been, there hasn't been another night attack since i wanna i'm gonna you know, you know what I'm doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I feel like doing. it's probably an insight check. You no, know, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate this corpse, and I hope I roll real well. Okay. That is not a real dead body. <laughs> Do it, CSI D and D. There has been another murder. No. Oh, baby, that's a fifteen. Okay, and you're rolling what again? Uh, investigation. You looking for anything specific? I want to like <laughs> check and see, because my all right, my thinking is like obviously, and I don't know how much information is around about vampires, but I think they're a pretty common thing in the world of D and D. So I feel like it's it's commonly known that vampires produce other vampires, and they have like thralls and such, very dangerous okay. creatures. So yeah, Dermot's even thinking, like. He's looking at this situation as like, okay, yeah, he died. <laughs> but also, the the attack stopped when he died. Yeah. So probably what happened was he was like, hey, you know what? It's just not worth it. I'm going to make a deal with Strahd. And so he's checking to see if that is actually what happened and if this guy is potentially going okay. to resurrect himself. Interesting. I like it. Interesting. Mm. Um, you investigate his body, but so... So what are you... You're looking for a pulse? You're looking for a hole in his um, neck? or Yeah, just signs Sign that, like... Unlife. Yeah, okay. signs of unlife that he, like, did not... That, that he did not, like, die of natural causes or, like... Like, yeah, like, sure. uh, bites or whatever. Whatever, would, whatever stands out. So as you go down to touch him, which I assume you would likely do uh, for this... 
uh, Irina says, well, wait, wait, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you, what are you doing? It seems suspicious. Trust me, ma'am, he's a professional. We'll be all right. It, yes, thank you, Reginald. It seems suspicious to me that your father's death should stop the nightly attacks. What? Is there any chance that he may have switched sides, so to speak? I don't believe so. He's dead there. Check him. If if it if it was your mind is ease, check him, uh, and you're you're able to check him and feel him. This this body is cold to the touch. There's no breath. There's no pulse. There's no holes in his neck. There's none of the you know telltale tropic signs of uh, someone being turned into a vampire thrall. Um, you know he doesn't move when you give him a stimulus or anything like that. He is he seems to your rec to your um, Investigation to be dead as a doornail. Now I'm going. Hey, could I do a check a rule before we move too far? Check what? Do you, what do you wish to check, sir? Uh, I want to do a. I want to do a perception check with all my perceptiveness powers. Okay. Um, I, there's there's holy symbols like all over this place, and normally that would be a thing you'd find a lot on like a casket, a coffin, or whatever. Is there anything like? Is there anything on that that casket? As far as a holy symbol? I'd right. like to make a quick jab at Dermot before we move on with that. Um, no, there's dozens. Girl's father alone. She's just lost him. She said three days ago, and you're in here prodding his dead body. You know, shame. I got a 20, but not natural. Let's let this conversation play out, and I'll tell you. I'm not okay. my business. Okay. Honestly, Molly, it seems like this is something that you would be doing. Yeah, your concerns, but still, the dead's the no. dead. Uh, I suppose around here, I suppose it couldn't hurt to check. Fine, yes. carry on, do what you want. Yes, exactly, do. exactly, Molly. Thank so you. They're, they're going on and on. I'm like looking around and like kind of eyeballing that casket, like just getting a bead on it. Okay, there are no holy symbols, but Irina is catching on to your all of your suspicion over this and he says I can assure you my father is dead and he would never switch sides as you say and give me over to the devil's strad dare I say he wouldn't have to if the devil's strad wanted me to take me by force he could and he would then why doesn't he I don't know I don't know Ismark nods. <laughs> he's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> he's he's I like, both of them. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't. Not he. He kind of gives a contemplative nod or contemplative, however you pronounce that. Um, Irina says, "So, so, Ismark, what? Why have you brought these 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 creatures? I guess to our home." Uh, and as Mark says, well, Irina, I have made the decision that is certainly after the death of father that you must be taken far away from here. And I have enlisted these men. They have agreed to serve me in this way and serve you in this way. They will take you to Valaki. I hear it is far more fortified against the, the armies of darkness that Strahd controls. And I 
I would that you would go with him. And Irina responds. <laughs> yes, Mark, I... I will go. But not before Father is buried. And you know this. You understand that I can't leave until he's been buried. But no one's dead. been... What was that? Nothing? I will not be leaving here until my father is put in the ground. But no one has been brave enough to help you take his body to the church. So, fellows, if you wish for me to accompany you to Velaki, you shall have to help me bury my father. You, you say nobody was brave enough? No one. Well, Reginald's like standing up like a little bit taller. Huh. Uh, Reginald, get one into the box. Damn it, find a shovel. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. Um, she says, uh, be careful with him. He must travel to the church. Ismark also, he steps over to the box as well and carries it. He says, Irina, I understand. Uh, I understand what you're doing here, and I agree. We must bury Father. But I pray that this does not uh, hold up your journey too long. There's no time to lose. I know the Devil Strahd has been here twice to visit you, and I know there is nothing you can do to com combat him. I do not. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm not mad at you. But we must get you away from here. If he ever returns, I I doubt he will. Leave willingly again. Uh, so he says, During this whole conversation, Reginald is like looking for a good like way to like grab hold of this thing, like on the handles. Like, yeah. Uh, there are no handles, so you'll just have to kind of grab it at an end. I'm um, doing it. So everybody kind of picks up and Paul Paul bearers this uh, this box full of a dead man in the form of that new meme that's so popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the meme review segment. Um, that's pretty Have funny. You got a lid for this box? Uh, yeah, before you pick it up, she does point over to the lid of the coffin over on, on the side of the room, and you can. As you go and grab the lid, she gathers up all the flowers that are wilted and almost dead, and she spreads them out inside the casket before you put the lid on. Lid says Tupperware on top. And then on the top of the lid. Reginald, you oh, see God. etched in a holy symbol on the front facing of the coffin. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, I assume that... dead guy inside really in trouble. Well, yeah, no, I, I assume that would put you at ease. I, I thought you were saying, like, oh, if this coffin doesn't have a holy symbol on it, then he's, right. a, he's a vampire and he can't be in a coffin with a holy symbol on it. So I thought right, but you... it would also imply that there is somebody else at play. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay, so you guys are carrying the coffin then, right? I did the dun 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 as a joke. I, I am at ease by this. Uh, whole okay, good, 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 good. I am eased at myself of the thing. Very, very good. Perfect. Um, okay, so I it's coffin. In the box. You what? Okay, so you scoop up the box. Been scooped. I'm uh, the other end. Am I am I getting the am I getting the, the head or the foot of this thing? I think uh, Keith said we're Paul Bear in it because uh, Ismark is helping. Yeah. So yeah, two okay. two at the feet, two at the head. Um, let's say Jericho and 
uh, Reginald are at the head of the coffin, the wide part, and then Derman and Ismark are at the feet. That work. Okay. Um, and you're traveling. Ismark and Derman are actually in front. You're going feet first down the street. You guys leave the Burgomaster's mansion. Um, Irina closes the door behind you, and she remains at the mansion, uh, saying that she will be there upon your return. Uh, no, she's going with you. Excuse me. You're going to bury her father. She's going with you. Um, <clears throat> so she's walking behind you as you do that. You guys head out of there and walk down the street. Ismark le- walks you out of the gate and says, uh, the church is directly down the street. Uh, it is uh, just past the inn, and we will be there to bury my father. You know, I was just thinking that same thing. I th- I, you know what? It, it's just going to be grand when we get there. It's going to be a picnic and everything. Truthfully, though, it, it, it's probably just going to suck like the rest of it. Oh, probably. Ismark, are we going to a graveyard, or is this going in some kind of crypt? Uh, it will be going to a graveyard, but I do need to warn you that once we get to the gate of the church... I will ask that the three of you take the coffin in and finish the finish the work once you talk to the priest. Uh, we you can come get us after you deal with the priest. There is uh, some things going on at the church that I do not want. I want to keep Irina safe from as well. I want to kind of like look over at Jericho and kind of like do the you know hey what's up with this kind of head nod towards the uh, towards the. Gonna, I'm going to respondingly nod. <laughs> okay. I so don't you... really know what he meant by the nod, I guess. Uh, just going to kind of nod back that I understand that it's kind of odd what we're doing. Gotcha. All right, so you guys continue down the street, um, and you make it to the church, uh, which actually there's no gate on the front of the church, uh, so you guys make it to the front steps of the church, and Ismark, uh, you guys put down the coffin for a second, and Ismark says, Will, uh, my new friends, please go inside, talk to the priest for me, and uh, we will have a funeral for my father if he agrees to perform it. Uh, the priest has some things going on uh, suffice it to say uh, it is not my place to talk to you about his problems but please go in uh, discuss with him I will wait outside with Irina because there are some things going on in the church that uh, I do not want her to be a part of as you can understand uh, so please if you do not mind um, actually you know what why don't you just go in talk to the priest we will keep the, the casket here outside we will wait. Uh, we will wait for your return. How about that? Uh, whatever you want, Ismark. What is the priest a werewolf or something? Are you scared he'll bite? Uh, no, I'm not scared of the priest. But please go along. When um, when when Derman says that, I kind of get a little cringe a little bit. Like, fellas, um, 
you know, with everything going on, you just got to go talk to this holy man. Maybe, maybe somebody ought to, uh, maybe somebody ought to stay here and make sure they, they stay, they're safe out here, yeah. Maybe suit you is fine with me. Devin? Alright, let's go, Molly. Okay, so, you, so Reginald, you're going to stay outside with, with Ismark and, uh, Irina. Yep, but I am, like, I, I am on the job, like shield out and everything. Like I'm, I'm expecting like the world to come and okay. like, try to take these people. Cool. Ismark, uh, you know, puts he reaches out and puts a hand on your shoulder as you stand in front of him, uh, and he says, "Thank you, Reginald, my new friend. Thank you very much for staying to make sure we are safe." It just wouldn't make no sense if uh, you know you just get snapped up or something, and uh, you know you just want to need protection. Uh, so we enter the church. We, you guys, go to the door of the church. Let me read some descriptions for you. Atop a slight rise against the roots of the pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft that you were told about earlier stands a gray, sagging edifice of stone and wood. This church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries on end and is worn and weary. A bell tower rises toward the back and a flickering light shines through holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against their load. Uh, the heavy wooden doors of the church are covered with claw marks and scarred by fire. You enter, I assume. Yes. The doors open to reveal a 10-foot wide, 20-foot long hall leading to a brightly lit chapel. The hall is unlit and reeks of mildew. Four doors, two on each side of the hall, lead to adjacent chambers. You can see that the chapel is strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within reciting a prayer. Suddenly, the prayer is blotted out by an inhuman scream that rises up from beneath the wooden floor. I look down and then look over at uh, Mully. Damn I'm gonna go ahead and assume you heard that. Yeah. I suppose it couldn't hurt, but it didn't seem like he wanted to come inside. Uh, there's adventure here for him now. Well, that is true. From way outside, you can barely hear, <laughs> I kind of like that. Can we let him hear that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the selective hearing. Can't get him. Did not hear the the inhuman wailing, but I heard that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll say. Do you come in or what? Uh, yeah, but I I I have to I have to kind of bow out to these two. Um, excuse me. I I think my two lesser companions might need a little bit of a uh, li little bit of Reginald with them right now. I figured they might need some help uh, from you. We will stay safe as possible uh, whilst you are gone. Yeah, just, just wait right, right here. Won't, won't take just a moment. We'll be right, right back, quick as right. Wonderful. I'm just, I rush in. I look, I'm looking for these two. Okay, you find them immediately. Did, did you? Some, some say beat you, right? Oh yes, Rachel. Some inhuman wailing coming from beneath the floorboards again. We're all right now. Now we're talking. Now, uh, how, how do we get down below the floor? 
Wait a minute, I thought we were supposed to be talking in some kind of tree. Yes. So, just to reiterate, um, the doors open to reveal a 10 foot wide, 20 foot long hall leading to a brightly lit chapel. The hall is unlit and reeks of mildew. Four doors, two on each side of the hall, lead to adjacent chambers. You can see that the chapel is strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within reciting a prayer. Suddenly, the prayer is blotted out by an inhuman scream that rises up from beneath the wooden floor. Yes, I... I suppose the priest is the one doing the praying. Yeah, but who's the one doing the wailing? Well, we may figure that out in time. But I'm going to speak to this man back here. And I... I walk off towards the thing. Can you fellas see in the dark? Oh, yes, yeah. I will. I got you, Kobe. Excellent. Just making sure. And as well. And now I'm gonna follow him now. Okay, so you guys heading to that open, brightly lit chapel? Okay, so you guys wander in there. The room. Like down the unlit hallway or something. So you're in an unlit hallway when you walked in. Uh, okay, gotcha. And then ahead of you, at the end of that unlit hallway, it opens up to a big chapel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. At a the brightly lit one. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, so the chapel. The chapel is uh, in shambles, uh, with overturned and broken pews littering the dusty floor. Dozens of candles mounted in candlesticks and candelabras light every dusty corner in a fervent attempt to rid the chapel of shadows. At the far end of the church sits a cloth-guard altar, behind which kneels a priest in soiled vestments. Next to him hangs a long, thick rope that stretches up into the bell tower. Hello, sir. Real quick, hold on, let me give you... The infor some extra information here. The person you see praying is this man. Ooh, that man. Oh. Uh, and chat, the person that you see praying is this man. His name is Donovich, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> um, so he is praying at the altar. From beneath the chapel floor, you hear the following as you walk through. I'm starving. Hey fellas, did, did y'all just hear any of that? No, yes. not a word. Oh, good, then. Good, good. So as you approach this uh, figure who is praying in his soiled vestments, which we'll say is dirty, not it's not covered in poop or anything. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what flavor of soil. Yeah, just just peepee soil, <laughs> no, just dirty. Um, his voice is hoarse and weak, like mine. Nasty, not nasty. <laughs> like my voice is getting right now, um, and he is praying, and you hear him saying, "Morning, morning, Lord, full of glory. Morning, Lord, full of glory. Please, morning, Lord." Bless us. Morning, Lord, come and be with us. Morning, Lord, please. And he's just praying, you know, back and forth in an almost manic sort of way uh, that he uh, is is praying as you approach him. Uh, your holiness? Hi, you're... You don't have to. You don't have to call me your holiness. I'm sorry. I was just offering. I was just offering prayers. Uh, just offering prayers. Uh, what, 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 what brings you into our church, stranger? Uh, originally, some of our friends were looking to bury their father, but 
screaming from beneath the floor also kind of brought us in. It was a call to adventure. Oh, don't don't worry about the screaming under the floor. That's that's just my son. Uh, he, it is he who I pray for. Uh, it is it is it, he is the reason I am praying night and day, day and night, night and day that I am praying uh, for my son under under the, uh, under the floorboards. And what exactly happened to him that he would be under the floorboards? Uh, uh, I've I've trapped I've trapped him down there. Actually, I've I've I've, I've had to trap him, my son, under You've the floorboards. You trapped your son. Uh, he he gave, he's given me no choice. I've had to trap my son under the floorboards uh, because he's he's given me no choice uh, but to trap him. And why is that? <sighs> what bring? How, how long have you been? Kind of like tightening up on his mace a little bit. How how long have you been here, uh, strangers? We know enough. What do you what do you know of Barovia? Not a whole lot happening around here. It just seems like it's all either going to happen later or it's, it's happened before, but I don't know. Something's peculiar about this place. Yes, yeah, so what do you know about the, the lord of our land? We know he's a vampire. Yeah. Do you know all you need to know about Doru? He's, uh, that's my son, Doru, and I, I, I'm, I'm Donovich, his, his father, and the priest, the priest of Barovia, and... Yeah, uh, there was there was a wizard that came through I guess over a, a year ago now and and he, he convinced several people to go and, and try to fight the devil Strahd uh, but of course like all the others he died uh, and my son Doru was one of one of those who who went with him to try to fight the devil Strahd and, 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 and end this evil over our land and, and bring the morning lord back to, to, to its full glory but uh, he he did return, unlike the wizard. But he returned as a vampire spawn of the Devil Strahd. So I've trapped him below in the floorboards, or under the floorboards in the undercroft of this church, praying. I pray day and night, day and night, night and day, day and night. The, the Morning Lord will show me how to cure my son without having to, without him. Well, you know. Yes. A funeral, you say? Yes. You, uh, who, who, who's perished? Uh, I believe it was the burger himself. In the middle of this statement, uh, you hear from underneath the floorboards. Oh, who's that I hear above me? And there's just a look of terror on, you know, Donovich's face as he tries to continue talking to you. I couldn't understand. Like, are we not supposed to be able to understand him? Or? Oh, excuse me, though. He's a, he's, he's shouting, "Father, uh, who is that I hear above me?" Oh. Sorry. You know, fellas, I think that's probably the most charismatic person we've met in this town yet, and he's locked up in the basement. I think it's best that he stays that way, Reginald. Yes, the the, the lore of this town. I forget his name, but he is the one who has perished, and we would like you to perform funeral rites for him. You're saying that uh, the the burgomaster, Col Colian, he is. Yes. 
He's passed on. It seems so. So three days or so passed. And what of Irina? She's alive and she well. She seems to be all right. Hmm. What what will become of her? What is she? What is what what is to be done with her? That's between her and her family. We've just come here to facilitate a funeral, if you don't mind. Well, well uh, we've got a, an open grave round here somewhere. We can just uh, just plant this fella, and we can be on our way. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I suppose we could do a, a funeral, a funeral for the burgomaster. Uh, we have a, we can dig a grave for him in the back and and put him in the ground, uh, and I can say a quick prayer over him, uh, and hopefully speed his journey on to wherever the great beyond might be. Hopefully the morning lord will guide him to the light. Um, but yes, we can, we can bring him through, uh, and and bury him. Yes, yes, we can, we can do that. I suppose go and get him and I will await I will await you here in the chapel very well thank you you're welcome and I'll start heading that way okay yeah. sorry I was taking a big sip of water well big sip I'm trying to take small oh. sips but my throat getting dry <laughs> I don't know how people do like this DMing stuff for a long long time um, so... Yeah, Jericho's rasping voice is kind of grating on my throat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you guys go out and grab the, uh, body. And Ismark and Irina kind of both in turn say, uh... So he will, he will do the funeral for our, for our father. Yes. Well, yeah, it seems to be. Might I ask why the two of you were so against going in the well, everyone knows that Donovich's son, Doru, he was lured off about a year ago with a wizard who tried to do battle with the Devil's Trod, and uh, the wizard did not return, but Doru did, but only as a vampire. And everyone knows he's trapped underneath the church's floor, that's why no one goes into the church anymore. That's why everything is destroyed, that's why Donovich is insane. Crazy. And you can understand why if I fear for Irina's safe safe and well-being, I would not take her into a place where a vampire may live or at any time escape. Do you know of any possible way to fix his ailment? No. Well, I do not. If I knew of a way to turn the vampire into not being a vampire anymore, we might have a chance against the devil. But I know of... No other way outside of freeing them from their earthly body to turn them from being a... That is, to kill them, not to be confused with any other method, uh, turn a vampire into not being a vampire anymore. Then somebody might want to uh, take that step. I hate for the lad to be rotting down there in his own undead body for the rest of eternity. It would seem a shame, though, wouldn't it? It seems if Donovich would have his way, he would try to... He would keep him there forever until he dies, and no more prayers would be offered for him. I fear the Morning Lord has forsaken us. We may have to address that in the future. 
Hey, fellas, it kind of occurs to me that he's, he's the only one that we know about that's actually seen this straw fella and come back. That's a good point you have. You think he might do? I think he might be willing to say a few things there. If his mind isn't gone, perhaps. Devin? It's, it's possible. But I think we need to be extremely careful. What would you suggest, Ismark? I... If I, all I can say is that if you decide to go and try to speak to Doru in the undercroft of the church... Myself nor Irina can can accompany you. You understand? Yes, completely. But of course, if my town can be rid of a vampire, I would prefer it that way. All right, it's settled. You fellas go and uh, and plant this uh, fella in the ground and dig that hole, and uh, I'm gonna go inside and I'm gonna yell at the floor. That is an interesting way to... You do what you do, Reginald. I practice it a lot, you see. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to go take the body then? to get the priest out here, we might have an easier time of speaking with his son. Well, he, he, he will be burying the... burying father outdoors. Well, all we need to get is, do is get out back and find a place to dig a grave. start cluttering around to the back of the chapel? Okay, Ismark helps you out, uh, and you, you do. You walk around to the back side of the chapel, pass through a little gate uh, into the graveyard behind it. Um, seeing you do that, Donovich meets you outside. Uh, I just want to ask a question real quick. The gate that we walked through, is it functional? Because every other gate we've come across has been broken. It was creaky. Okay. It was creaky, but it worked. 
Um, I, I just didn't know if the writer of the module had a thing against gates, or if yeah. like there was actually like something going on, or like what's up. So no, yeah, it's I not. Figured out that. It's not gate. He's not gatekeeping gates. Okay. Um, yeah, this one's fine, or relatively fine. Pretty rusty, you know. Same, same typical theme of everything being messed up. Uh, so you guys get out back. Uh, and Donovich is back there and he leads you to a plot uh, in the graveyard where a hole can be dug and the hole I assume does everybody help dig this hole he brings out a couple shovels I guess for you all to dig this hole Um, does everybody get to work on that it can be done fairly quickly yeah I'll do it yeah I'm in Um, no we'll just deal with it It, you're just digging a hole so it takes us you know that takes you guys 30 minutes or so to get a hole deep enough uh, to bury this guy in. You guys are really good diggers <laughs> um, if you're only doing it in 30 minutes. But we'll just call it that. You guys are able to dig that hole. Uh, and the Donovich says, will uh, ask you to lower him into the hole. Uh, and when that is done, he says, very well. Uh, is Mark Irina your father was a good man as much as I could see and that's the wrong voice um is Mark and Irina your father was a good man for as much as I could see uh he dealt with this town as best as he could uh so now I'll offer up a prayer to the morning lord on his behalf uh and he begins offering what can I overtly wink at my compatriots at this point you can Okay, so I assume you guys begin to leave this event as they're doing the funeral. Yeah. There's a quiet shuffle happening. Okay, so you guys head back into the chapel, I guess? Yeah. Okay, you now find yourself back in the chapel, above where you assume uh, Doru, Donovich's son, is held. Are there, like, rafters and things in, in the chapel? Above you? Mm. Um... Or not well. It doesn't have to be rafters, but are there like places where I could climb up and just kind of like be up? Above? Yeah, we'll say yeah. there's some rafters in there. Okay. Some rafters about fifteen feet above. Okay. I want to, if I can, I want to take my mace and like a like a a batter coming to bat. I want to like tap the floor like three 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 good times. Okay. Um, from beneath the floor, you hear again the shrieking of Doru saying, Father, I'm starving! I will look over at, uh, at, um, at Molly, who kind of, you know, the, the, the wink, like, okay, there he is. How we yeah. proceed. I know, it's um, I'm going to perception check and see if I can find a door that looks like it would lead to a downstairs or a trap door that would lead to an equally lower region of this church. Okay. Roll that it. Is a tin. You do not see a trap door in this room. Well, darn. Uh, is there another room? Oh, yeah, the room that we were in before. There's a hallway, uh, so there's it's just an, it's just open to that hallway that you came in, um, 
and there are four rooms coming off that hallway, two on each side. Alright. Would you like me to go in each room looking for a trapdoor? Uh, no. I, I, I will, if you'd like to investigate all the rooms, um, starting at the bottom left room, so let's picture we are looking at this church from the top down. The north side would be the chapel that you're in. The south side would be the hallway. Huh? Hey, go ahead. The south side would be the hallway that you are um, that you are going into, and then to the left of that are two rooms. You open each door. Each door seems to be a bedroom, one of which uh, seems to have been unused for quite some time. Uh, there's a straw mattress and a bed and nothing else. Uh, the bed does not look like it has been touched in many, many moons. And then the other room on that side is also a bedroom, but this bed seems to be well used by someone possibly of Donovich's size. It has a side table with a small lamp burning on the side table. On the right side, there are two rooms. The top room seems to be an, a church office, a place where Donovich might read. Um, there is a desk and a bookshelf. Uh, and in the bottom right corner, the bottom room is you see uh, it is a dirty room that contains a nope excuse me it is time and neglect have punched holes in the ceiling of this moldy room which contains a few broken roof shingles amid puddles of water in one corner set into the floor is a heavy wooden trap door held shut with a chain and a padlock a young man's screams of anguish can be heard through the door uh, well there you go that padlock seems more <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back and get him. Okay. Do it. Uh, hey, Derman, I could use your uh, expertise down here if you don't mind. Alright, what did you find? It's a padlock door heading down beneath the church. I can hear him screaming underneath. Hmm. Starting to make my skin crawl. Alright, lead the way. I do that. Okay. So while while they're like doing this uh this lock extraction unlocking thing. Okay. Can I uh, can I just I want to address the creature under the floor. Okay, address him. Cool. Hey, hey. That down there under the floor, hey. What's your name down there? You just mostly hear screams of anguish <laughs> um, with the occasional cry out to his father that he's starving and hungry. I'm tapping on the floor again with my, with my mates. Hey, I'm, I'm talking to you. Hey. Um, you... My, my goal in this is I'm trying to either, one, get some information by chance, or number two, distract whatever's down there from hearing anything happening at the door. Okay, well, we will say, Reginald, you're pretty thick-headed, so we'll Very. say this continues for some time, and mostly what you hear is just uh, the, the, the shrieks of agony, the sometimes addressing of the father, um, but never any information. He never asks, like, who you are, or he never really gives you any sort of uh, usable questions or conversation or anything like that. All right, that'll work. Let's go to the lock boys. Alright. Roll that up. 
Oh, baby. That's a 10. Okay. Um, the iron padlock does not swing open. You are not able to pick that lock uh, with a 10. Giving you a chance, I guess, to decide if you want to try another method or continue trying the lock picks. Yeah, um... Maybe this is a bad idea from the start. Molly, I was going to ask you the same thing. Are you certain we want to go down there? Could we not just as easily talk to him from above? I can hear Reginald in there trying. It doesn't sound like he's having much, uh, much of a good run at it. Well... I suppose we could try, but I don't think we're going to get much anywhere doing that. And honestly, I don't think we're going to get much anywhere if we go down there. I don't either. It might be best to just continue onward with what we're doing. I suppose. I'm gonna walk back out to Reginald. Okay. You I do will it. Follow. Uh, Re Reginald, stop, stop the banging. I, I don't think this is a good idea anymore. The, the locks, it's just, it's stuck and we can't get it. So what's that? We're just, we're just gonna fold and give in. Yeah, I'm starting to think this isn't a good idea in the first place. I don't know how the the vampire spawn is secured down there. If he's just going to burst out and run amok as soon as we get the door open or what. Hey, you make a compelling argument. Hey, oh, hey, didn't uh, didn't they say earlier it's getting closer towards uh, dark time? She said there hadn't been any attacks in the past three days, though with our luck I expect that's going to change soon. Well, I think you might be on to something. It's hasn't been very fortuitous. No, not in the slightest. We should probably get back out there and see how they're doing. Yes, I agree. Okay, so you guys had... You guys head out. You guys head out back. That was an interesting uh, U-turn on that idea. I like it. Um, you guys head out back. The funeral is just wrapping up. Ismark is patting the dirt on the, you know, patting down the earth above the grave of his now buried father. And Irina is shedding a, a, a couple tears over that grave uh, as Donovich, um, you know, speaks with them briefly, and then he seems to be kind of quickly going back inside to get back to his praying over his son. Maybe next time we should just ask. Could be. Perhaps. Anyway, I would like to leave this place. As would I. Uh, yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's get on with this, fellas. I, I think there's more adventure to be had than elsewhere. Will, uh, my thoughts are this. I do not know if you wish to be traveling at night. Uh, you are welcome to stay uh, at the at our estate with us, or you are welcome to grab a room at the Blood of the Vine, uh, but I imagine that you may want to go ahead and spend the night here before traveling the, the old Zvalich Road at night time. It is never a good idea to do that as the, the moon starts to rise. Fellas, isn't that the road we come in on? Yeah, one we almost died on. It continues through the other side yeah. of the 
town. Yeah, he's not he's not mentioning you going back the other way or whatever. Yeah. Well, I suppose the best idea would be to stay with you two. This town's gonna drain me of coin if I don't start doing something a bit more frugal. It is perfectly fine. We will we will not charge you to stay with us this evening. We, uh, your help with burying our father as well as your uh, your offered help to take Irina to Velaki. Uh, will also be help enough, and we we are grateful. We truly are. And is we supposed to be watching after and protecting you in a way that it all makes sense? Barovia has not seen generosity quite like this in many, 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 many moons. Uh, so again, I thank you for it. Uh, and he begins walking back towards his uh, his mansion. Um, and they begin to kind of, I guess. Uh, or, uh, yeah, as Mark turns back around to you, he says, If there's anything else you need, uh, Mildrath may be a miserable sod, but uh, he does have goods that you may need for your journey, uh, as well as if you are hungry or thirsty, you are welcome to return to the Blood of the Vine, uh, or if you would like to explore our little town anymore, you are welcome to do so. I just advise that you be careful and uh, do come back to our mansion before uh, before dark. Uh, what do you say, fellas? Mildreth seems to have a bit of a problem with us uh, outsiders, as he calls us. Do you think you would be willing to do a bit of a milk run for us? If we give you the coin, could you purchase what we want? I don't believe I'd have any problem with that. I would absolutely. I, I buy like from... Idea. I buy I from... I say I like that idea. Yeah, well done. Uh, I go to build drafts very often, so I would be able to get whatever you need, absolutely. Excellent. Of course, we can wait till morning for the, after the, the moon has gone back to its... We have time this place. evening. We have a few more hours if you'd like to take care of this. Oh, excellent. Um, hang on, i got to see how much money i got. As you check that, he, um, unless you all have anything for Irina, he says, Irina, please... Uh, run back to the house uh, and stay there and wait for our wait for our return. She says, uh, "Yes, I, I believe I've been outdoors far too long. I do not want to provoke the devil or his spies." Uh, and she begins to trot off towards the mansion. I want to uh, I want to, to slide Ismark 50, 50 gold and and tell him uh, I'll, I'll just what, whatever whatever kind of healing potions or formulas or something you can find give me give me what you can with that I'm all, I'm gonna go back to the uh, mansion with her and make sure she's alright okay sure okay so um he says as always Reginald thank you for your your thoughtfulness uh Irina will feel much safer on her way back with you with her I will grab you something for healing uh and he takes your money Cool. Firm smack on the shoulder. Yep. Give him, give him the firm smack. Hey. I'm going to do the same amount. If you could do the same for me, that'd be great. Okay. So healing things for all of you. Well, yes. If everyone's going in, I may as well go in as well. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. In for a penny, in for the rest of my pennies, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Ismark laughs, and as you guys, we're assume you guys are walking through the village square, 
Uh, he runs off with your 150 gold coins, and you see him go inside of Bildrath's mercantile um, uh, to not be seen for a few minutes. Uh, and this is where we're going to leave our, uh, our, I think, our show for the night. We're approaching three hours. Um, I'm going to have to learn how to DM, I guess, longer. But also, we're all working boys. Um, well, we're not working quite as much in quarantine. Some of us working more, <laughs> I guess. Um, but here, this will be how we end. So, as he enters the store... You hear the sound of small wooden wheels rolling across damp cobbles. You trace the lonely sound to a hunched figure, bundled in rags, pushing a rickety wooden cart through the fog. And you hear the following as she approaches you. Dream pastries! I'm selling dream pastries this evening! And that is where we will leave Curse of Strahd for the evening. Um, for podcast purposes, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. You can catch us on twitch.tv slash tankmediagames, uh, as well as if you follow me on Twitter at tankmediagames, you'll find a pinned tweet leading to our Discord server where you can see all kinds of Dungeon Boys information and things like that. Uh, so, please, for podcast purposes, remember that we love you very much. Bye-bye. Toodles. Later. Okay, now for non-podcast purposes, you guys good? Yeah. That was awesome. Cool. We did the dream pastries. Was the red light on? The red light was on, baby. Ooh. The Krispy Kreme red light was on. Um, Twitch viewers, War, thank you for that raid. I don't know if you're still here, but I thank you for that raid. Weasel, thank you for being here. Mark, thank you for donating that bit. Uh, T-Dubs, if you're still around, thank you for donating them bits. Uh, and of course, War, thank you for the raid. Like I said, Zenus, thank you for bopping in here every <laughs> for a couple times. Um, but yeah, good times, everybody. Weasel, still here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Weasel. We appreciate you. Yeah, it's uh, Weasel. Uh, yes. this good things. The streaming, the streaming D and D is pretty fun. Um. It's not a whole lot How different. How about that recording, though, huh? Yeah, well, we're still yeah. going to... I mean, it'll still exist. It just won't sound as good. Yeah, but you know, if we hadn't streamed, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. true. I feel like we would have noticed, though, if we weren't streaming. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. We probably would have been looking at Zencaster just because there's nothing else to look at. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, man. I definitely like the, uh, the storyline development so far. Yeah. Um, I did not die this time, so yeah. that's always a good thing. No combat. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, low pressure, kind of low pressure episode for you guys. Fairly more high pressure for me, because I have to talk to you the whole time. Yeah, the more we be did fair, stuff. To be oh, fair, there was going to be some combat. Like, that door had it coming. <laughs> that's true. But I was talked out of it. The more I thought about it, the less I wanted to encounter a vampire as a level one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, he is down there, ready for the picking if you want. But that's the magic of. So we're doing a module. We're doing, you know, we're doing a pre-written thing. So it's not, you know, a campaign that I wrote 
So you guys want to come back here for something? You're welcome to do that. You know, it's more a little more open world than our stuff is. You guys are picking things that have been revealed to you, but also, you know, this campaign can start a many of a, a, a myriad of ways. Uh, we're just kind of starting the most vanilla way with our first ever module. Uh, so you guys are about to do some traveling, do some learning of things, meeting new people and stuff, and probably fighting some things next time. It's gotta say, like the 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 thing that's taking the most adjustment is the the, the unusual names. Yeah. Hmm. Now, everything else seems seems pretty um, you know pretty familiar, but the uh, the names wow, it's, it's kind of hard to, to get a hold of some of them. Yeah, Irina, Kolyana, Ismark, Donovich, Doru. I've been writing everything down that I that we come across. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I thought I'd be making more notes, but I didn't make any. I mean, you guys didn't really pick anything up or anything else. Um, I did half expect you to try to kill that vampire, but I don't care one way or another. You guys do what you want to do. Yeah, I'd rather not die in the beginning of the yeah. story. That's true. Um, as far and narratively, I don't know of a good way to bring you back <laughs> or bring people, bring new people in. Like, oh, I guess I got tricked into coming here too. <laughs> It was all after we ate a dream cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'll have I've been texting Rachel throughout this and she she's very much the type of player who's like, Oh, I I would never do this in reality, so let me do this. So every time we come across someone new, I'm like, Oh yeah, we met this person, she just immediately sends in all caps, seduce them and so mm -hmm. I told her about like the old lady and I was like before we talked to her and I was like Well she could be a ghost. So I don't know that that would work out very well. I'll be, but. I'll say this. I don't want to roleplay seduction between <laughs> certainly my brothers no, or It, I, it is not friend. within Derman's character to do that. <laughs> but you can. Like, if you guys start to, uh, Jericho, if you start to feel a little sultry, I will... This old lady pushing this cart, man. If you if you got the hots for her, I'll I'll seduce you. I think you know what? Would if be you do that, I will I will let loose the let the uh, vampire on all of us just to end it all. <laughs> no. Hey, baby, you want a taste of my dream pastry? Ugh. That's yeah, it, bro. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Uh, all right, everybody. Twitch people, thank you guys for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Um, so before we cool. tune out, are we going to make this like a weekly or bi-weekly? Uh, I think right now, while we're quarantined, I feel like we could. you wanted to shoot for keeping it on Mondays. I've got the Monday stream slot open anyway. Um, Heck yeah. Might as well keep it up. So Also, Twitch people or whoever, if you want to let us know uh, in Discord or here or whatever if let, I would love to know what you thought of this um, Weasel Weasel has cheered 500 of War's dogs um, for for it so I assume Weasel's having, having a good time and, and he stuck around so I appreciate that um, yeah let us know what well, us know where we can approve we have a podcast uh, with 50 something episodes in a world that I've created and the more I think about us not being in that world sometimes I kind of miss it uh, while we're playing this one, but oh, the world is definitely missed. <laughs> but uh, I miss my character. Yeah, there's like fifty. Right? There's fifty something episodes of that. Uh, so if you're feeling froggy, you can jump into 
jump into Dungeon Boys. Uh, but one thing about the podcast is we don't really have a lot of people listen to it, if anybody, so we don't get a lot of feedback. So it would be nice to, if we have anybody tuning into this, to give us uh, any sort of feedback on how to improve the show or whatever. But in the meantime, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. We love you, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.